184 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, if you're listening to this live, that's awesome. If you're listening to this recorded, you probably get two episodes this week because I forgot to put last <laughs> week's episode out. So uh, yeah. you'll get two this week. Enjoy. Sorry, my phone wasn't out on silent. I we, apologize. We don't work in quality. We work in quantity. Woo-woo. Get two. Mm. Um, this is what happens when you're tired and your kid does too much. We are joined tonight by our friend Megan. Yeah, whatever Yay. her last name is. Uh, Robert is out sick. <laughs> So Megan is with us. No, I'm not laughing at Robert being sick. I'm laughing that's at the fact up, that you, Katie. I'm not. That I realize that's up. what it sounded Our like. Our friend <laughs> is sick, and you just laughed at him. No, you still don't what? know how to say her last name. It's some. Oh, I'm sure he knows how to say yummy, it. At this point, yabba I think he's just. I mean, doing I don't, intentionally. but I'll totally admit it's, that I never use your last it's name. It's Yabba Dabba Dubovich. No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I am Simba. the only Megan Sabiakovich in Texas. That Me- I'm aware of. Megan. Okay, anyway, well, I was close. Yeah. In my head, I said and that—that's like that's, that's it, right. though, right? We, we, said, the, we said the same thing. We said the same thing. So, so your last name is similar to what a Chafalaya in Louisiana used to be for me. I have to say it in my head before I can say it out loud to make sure that I have it right. Because I, when I look at a Chafalaya spelled, I'm like, this—I don't understand. How I don't know. For three years, I just haven't said it. So uh, <laughs> I, I still, I still can't say it before I say it. I have a system down for spelling it that I've stuck to even after 10 years of marriage. <laughs> I had to learn my dad's last name in a, like a, oh, yeah. like a rhythm. Yeah. yeah. His last name is Weissel. And everyone wants to say Weasel. It's W-E-I-S-S-E-L. So I had to learn it in that rhythm so I could learn to spell my, my dad's car, last name. My, when Again, that's my stepdad, so I don't have the same last name. It's not like I have that last name. Yeah. I don't know how to spell my last name. When that's he my... calls me and I'm in my car, it's like, Sam mm-hmm. Weasel is calling. And Joe <laughs>, laughs every time. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> All right, let's get our sponsor stuff out of the way if while I eat you, my food. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. Dot com. What? I'm going to read it. Oh, I didn't know if you were done eating or not. I'm not done eating, but I can eat during the show. Okay. I can multitask like sometimes, but when it comes to food, uh, little shop of horrors, little shop of horrors is a small feeder and pet supply business based in San Antonio. And they regularly schedule feeder meetups around San Antonio, as well as other neighboring towns and cities. They offer shipping on their feeder insects, ice pods, and are working on starting shipping on their feeder rodents too, which are high quality. All feeders are raised on a nutritional diet that optimizes the health of the reptiles and the amphibians that consume them. I need to get some more large rats from, from this. So. I'm running out of large rats. Don't forget, we have our awesome sign by Focus Cube. I'm. It's going to get on the wall. No, no, no. It's going to be on the wall this weekend because I'm cleaning our house and decorating for Halloween. I should rephrase that. It's going to get back, back on the wall. It was on the wall, and then someone got a chameleon. That takes up the whole corner of the wall. That took up a big chunk (laughs) of our wall. He's really pretty though. though. (laughs) So I just got to tell the Reddies, "Fuck you." I love him. Fuck you, Lena. Great. Yeah, he's wonderful. He is. He's cool. He is really fun. Except when his dumb ass falls off a he branch. Has, he only did that once. We, he's only did that once that we while see, we were in here. That we, that we were in I here. guarantee that stupid thing is falling thump. down. And I was like, times. what just happened? And he like literally got up and kind of like shook You got to talk to the microphone. He shook himself off and then he climbed right back up. Like I don't know how chameleons survive in the wild. They're not smart. I don't get it. They're not smart. I don't get it. Uh, the only thing dumber than them, I crested think. Crested geckos. Crested geckos. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going with that. <laughs> 
Lewis is running a deal on jumbos, three hundred for seventy five. Live again, I'm like, I can't do can't lives. do lives. Can't do live. But that's not bad. That's a lot of rats. That is a lot. That's a lot of rats. I don't. I don't think the live ones would like being in my freezer. <laughs> uh, am I forgetting, forgetting? Oh, Herb's Reptile Shows. Why is my phone sticky? Probably because you're eating. That's probably a good thing. I am eating. Uh, what is it? Chris. Chris always points out. Chris Heaton always points out that I always eat during the podcast. Tonight we definitely are. It's Chick Fil A. Someone brought me food, so I'm gonna eat it. Uh, speaking of Chris Eaton, he was back on last night. Now you slept I through know. it, and I was printing stickers. I did. You were you were printing little stickers of him, though. I was. My house is full of five inch Chris's. Yeah, take that however we you want. We have almost a thousand of them. But it's uh, it'll, it'll be by the end of the night. It'll be a thousand. By the end, they will, there will all a be a thousand peg legged pirate Chris's. They're very very cute though. That uh, if you're going to NARBC, will be there. Uh, find Corey at Corey Martin's Reptiles, and uh, she can tell you where to buy one. The money, the proceeds will go to help our buddy, help Chris, Chris Eaton. I will tell you how much the stickers are as soon as Sean Gray messages me and tells me how much he's selling them for. So I'm just waiting on that message. Yes, and then once we have that information, there will also be a Google form that if you are not going to NARBC, but you would like to purchase. Wait, wait, wait. What, what letters did you say? If you are not going to NARBC. Okay. It all kind of slurred together. Yes. Um, I'm tired, and I'm much more cornbread country. When Anyways, if you're not going to NARBC. <laughs> you will be able to order them online, and we will get those mailed out to you. Yes. And the proceeds all go to help our one-legged friend, Chris Eaton. Redline Exotic sent him one shoe in the mail. He got it today. I saw that. It's a new shoe. That'd There's only one. Hopefully, it's the right foot. <laughs> or the left. Right? I don't know. Right foot. Left foot? I don't know. It should be the... Yeah, so you don't know either. You've seen tons of pictures of it, and now you can't think of which foot it is. Which is the peg leg on the picture? The peg leg on the picture is the left. So then it, yeah, so it should be the right foot. Which was the pirate. So we had talked about it on the podcast, I don't know, probably three or four episodes ago, about wanting to do a, a, a pirate version of him with a peg leg and a, pause. and a little frog on his shoulder. Hold on. Okay. And then uh, Jean Grey's daughter. Yes. Who is brilliant. Both of them are. Haley. Haley. Yeah, it's, I'm just call them Haley Hannah. I didn't no. they're twins. It works. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it was Haley. It was Haley. She uh, she drew it up, and it's awesome. It's I've been staring at little five inch Chris's for a week now. They're freaking adorable. <laughs> probably, they really are the best probably, sticker. Probably three more inches than Chris actually has. Stop. Anyways, uh, gosh. Also, if you need UVB light bulbs, oh, I didn't. I didn't even do the herps. If you need UVB UVB light bulbs. Uh, Check out VivTech products for their LED UVB light bulbs, and you can get 15% off if you use code GUMBO22. We had Erica on last week. Not that anybody that listens to the recorded one would know, because you, you haven't heard that yet. one yet, because it's still on my computer. But if you listen live, hey, you know. Uh, let's do Herps real quick. Herps, we have Waco, Texas coming up October 21st, 22nd, over to Lake Charles, November 4th and November 5th. West Monroe, Louisiana, November 18th, November 19th, over to weird Austin, Texas, December 2nd, December 3rd. It's a whole town that's proud of being weird, and they want to keep it weird, and it's happening. I was going to say, I've seen stickers that say, keep Austin weird. It's, it's like happening, because California, California, well, California's moving there, so it's becoming weirder. Yeah, it does remind me of, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's becoming little California. Uh, Slide L, Louisiana, December 9th, December 10th, Oklahoma City, not going to that one, January 13th, January 14th. I, I like I said I, I'm sure people in Oklahoma City would be upset if they hear me say bad things about Oklahoma, but they don't have internet up there, so they don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Longview, Texas, January 20th, January 21st, and Conroe. Back to Conroe. We were just in Conroe, uh, January 27th, 28th, which is my birthday weekend. Yeah. Which because of our kid, I may or may not be there. I was about to say we fucking kids. We don't know yet. Kids ruin everything. 
I'll hopefully be there. I'm bummed oh, I had to miss the last God. one. We could go for Saturday and part of Sunday. Kids ruin everything. Depending on what time her band performs. I wouldn't know. It's great. She I mean, the good thing is that when I get old and I can't wipe my own ass and I need someone to feed me, I already made my own, like, nurse take care of me so it's i love that you assume <laughs> josephine is gonna she, do that for she, you she loves she'll at least pay someone to do it she will that i believe in. that's what i that's all i really need is her to pay somebody take to do it carry you you annoy her she loves me who who does she pick to go shut with? your face yeah. bring our guest in we're we're not have to go somewhere with daddy or mama it's always no, me shut up that's what i thought bring our guest in uh i don't like not being favorite anymore yeah, well, life sucks uh, bring in our guest. Our guest tonight is Michael Taylor. Michael is put is heading up the Texas Carpet Fest. Uh, how's it going, Michael? Good. How y'all doing tonight? Good. Good. I'm, Good. I'm gonna eat French fries. Go ahead. Say don't. Thank you for leaning back from your microphone. I appreciate you. I have a thing with noises. So, how does one start heading up an event like Carpet Fest? Because that alone. Makes my eye want to twitch a little bit. Well, it gives me anxiety. Well, I guess go give a little detail on where it started and, and the guys that started it and then how you got involved. Well, uh, most, I guess a lot of folks probably know it's uh, Eric and Owen with NPR started doing a Northeast Carpet Fest. Um, I think they're on like year 10 or 11, something like that. I think they started around 2012. Could be a little off on the dates, but I think it's close. Um, they kind of started it as a group of guys are all into the Morelia genus. Um, so it was a way for the guys in that area. Um, to kind of gather once a year to uh, to get together and trade tips and tricks and advice and just to meet and hang out and kind of have a, a way to visit with one another at least once a year in person. So they started doing that. And, uh, you know, of course, they got the NPR podcast. Um, so, you know, it kind of came an annual event for them. And then they started popping up on other parts of the country. So Southeast Carpet Fest, Southern Carpet Fest, Southwest. Uh, I believe there's one in the Northwest a couple of years ago. Um, so they all kind of started popping up around the country, everybody kind of doing their own version of it or, uh, you know, their take on it. Um, there was a Southern Carpet Fest here in Texas for, I think, three or four years a row, and it ran. Um, but I believe the last one of those was 2018 or 2019, so it's been a few years. Um, and how I got involved with it is I just kind of started doing it, to be honest. Um, I've reached out to a few people, and I got a lot of wishy-washy answers about, well, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't, maybe we're going to. Maybe not. So I just kind of started working on it. Um, when Ari opened his place in uh, December for a soft opening, I just kind of showed up on his doorstep and started talking to him about, you know, if he'd be open to doing something like that. And of course, Ari was. So here we are a few months later. And uh, it's getting pretty, uh, for me, it's getting pretty hairy because I've never put anything together like this. And I'm down to it's three weeks from Saturday. Um, so we're getting pretty close to the finish line and I'm pretty excited about it. So, um, but it has been a lot to undertake. I've just been trying to do my best to, keep everything in line and hopefully put on a good event for people where they can enjoy themselves hanging out. That's so awesome. How many people do you anticipate are going to be there? That's a real good question. I'm actually glad you asked. Um, I'm going to put up another, we have a Texas carpet fest group on Facebook. Um, so if you're not part of that, I encourage people to, uh, to look on Facebook for that Just search Texas carpet fest. It should come up. Um, I'm going to put another poll probably tonight or in the morning, uh, try to get a head count, try to get people to uh, let me know what our head count is going to be. Because we're trying to put together, we're trying to do some some food options for people. So we're probably going to um, do a blackstone or a grill and do you know, like some sausages or broths or something like that. So yeah. it's helpful for us to get a head count so we know kind of what, you know, how much food we need to be bringing. So yeah. I'm going to put another poll up tonight. I think right now, to be honest, I'm probably around 60, maybe 60 or 70. That's awesome. Um, some of that depends on, you know, life changes for people. And, you know, they say they're going to do something and then something comes up and they can't that sort of thing, but I'm, 
I'm hoping to be 60 plus at this moment. We uh we went to one down in Florida. Southeast. Southeast. Southeast yeah, I heard that um, one was great. And we had such a good time. It was before COVID. Um, but we went and the way they did the food that night was they basically had a couple grills that were functioning. They had a couple people that were responsible for manning the grills. But then if there was something specific like hot dog, sausage, whatever that you wanted, like everybody was like, it was like basically like a sign up, like, okay, I'm going to bring this. And cause I remember I took a bunch of buns cause I'm like, I can bring those. Yeah. Cause they didn't want none. Shut up. Unless you got buns. Um, I'm sorry. I was also... Our daughter apparently spilt Polynesian sauce in the bag. I got kid, kids ruin everything. <laughs> and so that's what he was. He got all of my fries. Was cleaning. And then he got all of my tablecloth. And he was. So that's what was sticky on your phone. Yeah. It was Polynesian sauce. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's been a very long week and it's only Wednesday. So I'm easily distracted tonight. Um, that's awesome, though, um, that you have all of that. And so it's going to happen at Ari's place, right? Yeah, it's going to be uh, Saturday, October 14th uh, from 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. at uh, Reptilandia in Johnson City. Um, if you've not had a chance to make it out there, this is a great opportunity to go check out Ari's new place. They just had their grand opening on Labor Day Monday a couple weeks ago. Um, they did their soft open in December, so they had uh, uh, their temperate building open for a while now, but now the full facility is open right now. So when everybody's there on, uh, hopefully when everybody's there on Carpet Fest, everything will be available, have full access to the facility. So, so I'm so excited. Really I, amazing facility. I went back in December, the first weekend that they did their soft opening. As soon as they announced right. it, I told my husband, I said, Saturday morning, we're getting up at like six o'clock in the morning and we're going to Austin. <laughs> nice. It was, it was so much fun. So I'm, so I'm excited to go back. Why did I think it was near Dallas? It's I not. No it's like it's in Johnson, it's in Johnson City. It's like I was like, why did I like think it was forty five minutes west of Austin? No, like, oh, that's about right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, forty five fifty minutes west of Austin. Mm-hmm. It's that's about you know fifty minutes north of San Antonio. So, so it's yeah. kind of in between Austin and San Antonio. So yeah, like three and a half four four hours from here. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I don't know why I was. Yeah, no, it's it's not bad at all. I mean, you can easily make a day trip out of it. That's cool. Well, if you saw it in December when you know he was still putting all that work together, they put it. Absurd amount of work in and making. I got like a little sneak peek of the big building because they they left the doors open and I've been stalking them relentlessly on Facebook, like waiting for them to announce the grand opening. So exciting! I know. I can't wait. It's it's beautiful. We're trying to swing for James to be able to go. Um, Our daughter has district volleyball tournament that weekend. Fucking kids. So <laughs> one of us has to parent. If you can't go, I'll take lots of pictures for um, you. No, so I'm, I'm good. hope he's gonna go. <laughs> I I will be here. Um, it's okay. It happens. Well, um, if you can't make it up for carpet fish, you need to make it out there sometime because it really is an amazing facility. They have yeah. really they've done everything right. They've done it the right way. We got naturalistic enclosures. They got really large enclosures and not just little, you know, ten gallon or twenty gallon aquariums or the small enclosures that you traditionally see at the older zoos. Um, you know, the Croc Modern exhibits a two story exhibit. Um, we've got a great fly river turtle exhibit. I mean, it, the anaconda exhibit looks amazing. Did yeah, I, that's awesome. I feel like they really are like the platinum standard for like, I don't even want to say gold standard. They're the platinum standard for what reptile zoos should be. Anything that I've seen after going to the soft opening, all I keep doing is comparing it to Reptilandia, which I don't know, may not necessarily be fair because it is really amazing, but I, it's better than some major zoos that I've been to. So for someone who's, because I'm assuming you've been through the whole in, the whole enclosure and everything there, of uh, the buildings. How I have. I've been out there a couple of times, but I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't been out there since they did the grand opening. But. So how long do you anticipate that it takes from start to finish to see everything? 
You know, I hate to, I hate to put an answer on that because everybody sees something at a different correct pace. I mean, there's you know, there's two buildings full of animals and things to look at. Um, you know, and they got quite a few. In the second building, it's actually a two story building, so there's a lot to look at there. I mean, I would think it would take an hour or two anyway. So. Okay, I, I feel like that's fair. Maybe longer if I mean hour or two if you're somebody that you know maybe isn't a big reptile nerd. I could spend all day in there, honestly. Yeah. Well, see, and I probably could too, right? Because I'm really looking forward to looking at the Croc Monitor exhibit now that they've got it up and running again. So, um, and of course, I think everybody probably saw they got a Komodo, Komodo dragon out yeah. there as well. Yeah. yeah. So, James really looking forward to seeing that, that too. So, <laughs> um, you know, if you spot and look, you know, you, that exhibit for like a half hour, then obviously your number is going to be greater. If you're just, yeah. you know, you're there because your kids are there or something, you're just kind of walking through it. Maybe well, not, yeah. It, I mean, like when we go to the Houston Zoo, now that the new exhibit is open, we factor in like us to be able to sit down and eat for like 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we're there for six hours. I still haven't seen the new exhibit. I'll take you. Galapagos. Please do. We yes. should go for the zoo just, thing. Just My membership gets us in for don't free. Don't go there expecting to see animals from the Galapagos. Oh yeah. Cause, Cause you're only going to see one. It's all, they're all it's protected. The tortoise, so and you that's can't it. bring them out of the country. Everything else is things that would be similar to stuff that might be at the Galapagos other than the tortoise. It's still really cool. Don't let him. So, no, it's still cool, but you get, uh, <laughs> You don't get Galapagos penguins. Well, I knew they weren't going to have like marine. I knew they weren't going to have yeah, but, iguanas. Yeah, you get blue yeah. iguanas from like the Cayman yeah. Islands. And everything still looks really cool. Uh, you get Humboldt penguins instead of Galapagos penguins. Okay. Uh, you get, like, there's like jellyfish and stuff that I guess you could probably find somewhere around there. But yeah, yeah the tortoises are the only like Galapagos animal there because okay. everything else is protected. Yeah. So that, make, that makes sense. But it's still an amazing exhibit. Like yeah. it's, it's awesome. Um, but the thing that Ari's going to deal with at his his new place is that mm-hmm. it's the same thing that a lot of decent reptile or decent zoos deal with is people going, well, I can't find the animal. Well, they may, may be hiding. That's what they yeah. do. Like that's the problem. Like Ari's cages are so naturalistic that like that anaconda may be in the bottom of the water and you may mm-hmm. not see it. Just got to accept it. So he has set it up nice where you can see most aquatic exhibits. You know, you can see under the water line as well as you know from above. So. Hopefully there won't be a ton of that, but there's always some of that, right? I mean, you make a big enclosure, the animals are going to hide. That's what they do. That's what yeah. they're supposed to do. So, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to seeing that. As as a, a ex zookeeper, I love seeing exhibits when I go to places. Um, well, I think that one should be right up your alley then, because I mean, again, I think he's, yeah, I think Megan said right. He's the, he's the platinum standard. He's doing it the right way. So I have sorry, I'm just pivoting the conversation back to Texas. No. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I've I've never heard of Carpet Fest before. I've loser. never been to a Carpet Fest. Okay. Um our friend said that her husband was going to a jungle carpet festival. And I was like, a jungle carpet festival. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, where is this happening? Like, is this a brand new event? Like, what's going on? But then I was like, oh, but our Reptile Day event isn't on that for isn't on the 14th. So I think you can still do both. And I said something to James and he goes, wait a minute. She have a carpet fest? I was like, <laughs> no, that's not what she meant. And sure enough, I text her. She's like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, if if this is going to become an annual an annual October thing, Michael, you and I are going to have to get together and coordinate so that way we're not doing our events on the same weekend. <laughs> for real. Yes. Yeah, we can totally do that because I mean the goal is for it to be an annual event. Yeah. So I yeah. do. I would like for it to be an annual event. Yeah, this will um, be this will be our second year for World Reptile Day, which. I wanted to be earlier. I actually originally wanted the 14th. So maybe this is why the universe didn't let me have it. So that way they wouldn't, they wouldn't coincide. Um, 
But, okay, so for those of us who have never been to a carpet fest, what can we expect from the event? I've never made one of the Northeast ones. So, I mean, I you know, I think they're going to vary from region to region. But um, for us, what you can expect is, you know, everything's going to be set up to, to you know, 2 p.m. somewhere going to be open when it's available to us. Um, so, Ari, you know, if you're coming as part of Carpet Fest, Ari's not going to be charging you admission. Um, we are going to ask for a, a donation for Carpet Fest to, to cover our costs for the venue and the food and stuff like that. Um, but there's no actual ticket cost or anything like that. So um, that'll be the first thing is we'll probably check people in and give them a bracelet or wristband or something like that to, so that everybody knows. And uh, Ari and his staff know that you're with Texas Carpet Fest. You'll have full for the entire 2 p.m. to 11 p.m. You're going to have full access to the facility. Um, both buildings and everything there. Um, Ari's going to be on hand, of course, to uh, to facilitate and talk about the exhibits, so have full access to that. Um, starting at, because they're open till the public till 5 p.m., um, we are going to have uh, food and beverage there, but it's going to be, all the food and beverage will be after 5 p.m., so basically we need to wait for him to have his regular business day, um, you know, close down the facility, get the general public out of there. You know, and then we'll have uh, access to adult beverages and uh, the grill and stuff like that. So um, I've had a lot of guys step forward to help with uh, the planning and the processes. Uh, Matt Morris and Kyle James, if you know either one of those guys, they're going to help on the grill. They're working on the food options. Um, Ted Dwayne is actually, he brews beer. He's bringing a keg of beer, maybe two kegs. Um, so we'll have some adult beverage options as well. But again, all that's going to be after five. So um, we do have to wait till the uh, Till it's just us to, to start on the alcohol options and the food options. So, um, and then other than that, it's, you know, you're going to have the, the zoo there to go through and to go through all of that. And then, you know, my other goal is just for, you know, it's a social media age. Everybody talks on Facebook or Instagram or, you know, through text or something like that. People never meet. Um, and I'm guilty of that myself. I'm typically one of those guys that has a snake collection in an extra room in his house. He never talks to anybody. So that was kind of for my own personal reasons. Um, was part of this journey for me too, is to uh, uh, to get out and be more involved in the community, be more active in the community. So my goal is to you know have a place where guys can come together and again, you know maybe trade tips and tricks and you know talk about their collections to other people who are interested in that sort of thing, um, you know, and just to meet each other face to face and maybe have a more amenable community. That's funny. You explained that, and that was basically the reason I started this podcast. Like I've kept reptiles for over a decade at that point, well over a decade at that point, and then I was like. You know, it's giving me a chance to actually talk to people, meet people. And so yeah. now once a week I get to meet new people about reptiles. And so I, I, we had a ton of fun going to the Southeast Carpet Fest. It was 2019? It was right before COVID. I don't know. That sounds right. That sounds right. I think it was it. So that was a good one. Uh, we got there was to- lots of adult beverages. I remember that. Um, right. I remember. <laughs> I remember playing beer pong, but since I don't drink beer pong, someone else literally stood next to me to drink if I that's needed how I, to That's be how I played it, drink. too. Because I'm like, I don't really drink, I think, but I want to play. Think, and they're like, come on, I we'll think do Jake this from together. the Herpticulture podcast was my partner, and he I would drink. Jake and I thought Jake was going to die that night. Um, I, I just remember playing cornhole and tossing beanbags at his beanbags. Yes, y'all. He was so intoxicated, he had no clue what was happening to him either. Bless his heart. He'll never hear this. It's fine. Um, well, uh, we're going to have adult beverages. You can bring your own if you like. If uh, beer's not your thing and you want to bring something else, you're welcome to bring that. Um, but again, if, after five to consume it. Right. So. Um, but it was really awesome. There, there was an auction there. Um, that thank you for bringing that up. Actually, I should have brought that up before. But yeah, we are going to have a silent auction. It was uh, one of the other things I wanted to do was have a charitable component to to the event. Um, I think that adds a little importance and a little significance to the event. It's my own personal opinion. I agreed. Um, 
so we are having a silent auction. Um, all the benefits, everything that's, um, all the funds for the silent auction will go directly to USARC, um, to USARC. So that's, you know, I think that's important for me and really for the community at large to do something um, more than just your community or more than just your collection, you know, do something for the community at large to help. So uh, we are going to have silent auction. I've got a few of those items posted on the Texas Carpet Fest web, uh, website. There is a texascarpetfest.com. You can take a look on there and see those items. Um, there's some animals in there, which is why I put it on the website. I didn't want to put them on Facebook and end up in Facebook jail or, or one of those things. So, um, so the animals are all on the uh, on the website. So feel free to check those out as well. We have a couple of really nice offerings so far, and uh, several more to come in, in the weeks coming. So maybe I can do like a, a package where like because a lot of folks in the they'll be there breed reptiles and have their own business and logos and all stuff. And I I do yep. stickers. Maybe I can do like 200 stickers. Whoever gets it, they get 200, 200 stickers of whatever they want. So I can donate that. Um, That's a good idea. Let me know. I'll get it up. Yeah. Um, I'd like to be able to help out there. What did my dad say? I don't sell anything, so I have nothing to offer. except No, but you can go spend money. My sparkling personality. So. <laughs> His dad said, I think the adult beverages add importance to the event. The auction is just a nice side <laughs> thing. The auction definitely benefits the more people have... Yeah, you got to do it late. You got to do it after everybody's yeah. drinking. Do the, do the auction <laughs> don't, don't do the later auction in the evening because then it just gets really If, if they don't start drinking until 5, don't do the auction until like 8 or 9. Yes. That's when <laughs> pocketbooks become much more open. What we're going to do, I want to go the silent auction route because, again, we only have the venue for the, for the uh, 9 hours. So I don't want to do a live auction because I feel like that eats up 2 or 3 hours of everybody's time. The NR, Most people are probably familiar with the NARBC ones. and They kind of get a little rowdy or have a tendency to get a little rowdy. Yeah. Um, I don't want people to visit and hang out and have a good time and talk to one another rather than just outbid each other for items. So we're going to do the silent auction route. and um, But the silent auction will run from probably 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. or something very close to that. That's awesome. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it during the event to make sure oh, yeah. um, people are aware of items check and your you stuff. Know, whether or not they've been out. Yeah, and whether or not they've been outbid or not and things like that. So, That's awesome. Um, Tony Jerome's got a nice offering in there. Corey Martin has a nice, has a really nice uh, bread leches offering. Corey has uh, nice auction. animals. Forget Corey. You stop but. being bitter. <laughs> I was supposed to be uh, a lizard, but her kid cried, and I can't have lizards. Stop lizard. it! Stop <laughs> it now! I'm just kidding, Corey. If you hear this, I love you. So yeah, there's gonna there's gonna be a lot of nice uh, nice offerings there, not just carpet pythons. There's other stuff uh, that's gonna be there as well too. So what is Animal Con? Animal Con is not is. so. Darren asked in the chat, Animal Con. He said, "Was this week? Do any of you see yourself attending that in the future?" No. What is Animal? Con? It is the like YouTube um, social media type people had a they oh, have a, like they have the their own thing now influencers yeah yeah and there's several of them i would not like to see in person uh or existence i spent but, like a solid 15 minutes at my community event on a saturday morning explaining to people why i could not stand certain reptile influencers and who the they free handling be, is bad shoot who they should be listening to instead that's a whole other conversation Us, because we have yeah. deep conversations about not for children not, not for children though <laughs> don't do it uh, Lewis uh, i see lewis mentioned in the chat that he's got an aft up there for option that's uh, they have a really nice uh, african fat tail that's going to be part of the auction as well too so i wish i could deal with bugs because i love african fat tails but i can't deal with bugs yeah they have to eat they're so cute i know i need them to be vegetarians <laughs> and now you sound like those people that want to buy their dogs vegetarian dog food well see like I, I can deal with like rodent feeders that doesn't bother me it's just my bug phobia i can't if they will just eat like mealworms then that'd be mm. great but apparently they need 
more than just mealworms. Well, I mean, it'd be nice, yeah. So, or we could just man up and get over the damn bugs. No, I can't. <laughs> Listen, I've tried. I've tried. Hey, I can free handle some spiders now. But oh, beyond free beyond, now. Go beyond that, <laughs> so we read a we read a thing in our English class today. It was like a letter about a kid that had gone to camp, and she was like. We had a tarantula crawl in our tent and it scared us. But then our counselor told us how it wasn't scary and let us hold it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 let's stop this garbage right here. And like the whole class Tell your started kids, laughing. Do not pick up random and I was spiders. like, are you allowed to pick up wild animals that you have seen in the woods? And of course, all 22 of my kids were like, no, we should go the other way. Obviously, they've heard this rant from me once or twice before. But I was like, what kind of company is putting this passage out for people? This is not okay. They're probably at Animal Con. <sighs> uh, anyways, so I'm looking forward. I'm looking, I, I want to go. I gotta figure out where. Have y'all figured out where you're staying yet? No, I have. Um, I have a couple of Airbnbs bees saved. If you and Robert still want to possibly I, I know do that, I'm, I, I know just I'm trying to go for sure. I don't know if Robert can go. Well, and if it doesn't yeah. start until two o'clock on Saturday, then you don't have to leave till Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on driving down Saturday morning, but it, it, so Danny's coming down from Dallas for it and we've talked about possibly just making it an overnight trip. Yeah. Also, so I think the Reddies said they might be coming to it. The who? The Reddies. Lady Amanda, the the ones that got us stuck with this damn lizard. Oh, you fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're in the chat, so I just want to make sure they heard that. Yeah, so it's it's TBD right now. Yeah. So because I'm like, if the event doesn't start till two, I don't want to feel rushed, like having to rush myself. So that way, because I don't, I don't like I to I get more of this. I don't like to be on the road after midnight because I just, I don't trust other people on the road, especially in, I'm not driving in back. Houston. No so oh, yeah, no, there will be a place to say Saturday. Yeah. I just haven't figured out exactly where yet. Still there's there's a, a couple of local hotels there and there's a, I mean, it's, a, it's the hill country in Texas, central Texas. I mean, there's a, you can't swing a dead cat, not hit a VRBO oh, yeah. or a B and B or, you know, some sort of offer like that. So there's a ton of those places. Well. An Airbnb that wasn't super expensive. I found some really nice ones that I like <laughs> and are yeah, on like good. a lot of well, land that I just keep thinking, man, I could go herping later. Yeah. I'm really bad at it. So I probably won't find anything, but you know, a for effort. Just, fast. <laughs> <laughs> just move real fast. I, Okay, I tried to be really, really slow, but... You were still so fast. (laughs) If I slow down anymore, I will be, like, at a sloth pace. I'm the same way. You were horrible when we went out to... Like, it was me, I'm a a terrible herper. Danny was with me most of the time because you were, like, running ahead. I wasn't running. I was walking so slow. Yes. You're like, why can't we find reptiles? I was like, because you're walking right I past them. Ne- I <laughs> never said, why can't we find reptiles? God. Oh. That's why you need to go road cruising. I'm road cruising so glad drugs. you came Slower. on our podcast, Michael. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. So, <laughs> so, uh, so what do you keep? What do you personally keep? Uh, well, as you might expect, like it's pretty heavy on Morelia. Um, I have a lot of car- uh, jungle carpet pythons. Um, so I got it a nice is jungle carpet python fest. That's what I. That's probably oh, the bulk of my collection. Calm probably down, about Kayla. half of my collection. <laughs> you okay over there? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh god, I almost choked on um, the river. Yeah, I'm heavy on Morelia. I keep a lot of jungle carpet pythons. Um, I do have a few diamonds, uh, a couple bread lie. Um, Ooh, see, I got too much stuff these days. Uh, I've got a jungle, but 
she's an asshole. Do y'all have do y'all have, y'all carpet pythons? I didn't know if you had. I have one, one. jungle. One. I have one brettles, and I have one. The brettles was bought on purpose. The jungle okay. was given to me for by a friend. By a friend for something else, and she's a bitch. Um, apparently, it's genetic because <laughs> her mom is too. Uh, and then I have a Brisbane coastal from uh, Pinnell. Oh, nice. I have a coastal carpet python that I did not intend on taking home, but I walked into Pets Plenty and casually mentioned to Johnny that one day I would like to have a carpet python. And he said, hey, come here. I want to show you something. And I walked out with carpet python. Uh, and then I also <laughs> <laughs> and then I got to explain to my husband why there was a charge for a couple hundred dollars <laughs> on our credit card. My <laughs> problem was the silent auction at a Herp show. Uh, I wasn't going to get anything because normally it's nothing but ball pythons put up mm-hmm. for silent auction because everybody just wants to get rid of that stuff because mm-hmm. ball pythons suck. Uh, but then Michael put a fucking carpet python there and I was like, God damn it, Michael. <laughs> so I bet on it. And then I was talking to to a friend of ours. And we were talking about it, and I said, yeah, I put a bet on it. She had put a bet on it earlier. But Corey I went Martin. Ahead. No, it wasn't Corey. Oh, it wasn't? No, it was, oh, okay. uh, it was, it was Lily. Uh, oh, from that's, right, that's right. That's right. I and remember, so I, I remember I, this now. I put a bit on it, and I told her, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she goes, oh, that's fine. You can have it. That's good. And then I go back at the end. She fucking bid again, and outbid me. And I went up to her. I was like, what the fuck? Because I didn't even know. I just saw my name, and I saw that I wasn't the first one on the list, and I put my name down. I was like, we had the conversation. <laughs> we had a deal. So, so I ended up paying her what I bid for it, and she covered the rest of it, and then I got it. I have a. Do we have a children's python? We get rid of that. No, we got rid of that bitch. Oh, okay. I have a, I have a, <laughs> she was fucking evil. That, I have a jungle. I have a jungle carpet python that I got from Drew Schultz at the Learning Zoo. Is yours an asshole? He pretty chill. Uh, no, actually, he's pretty chill. Fuck off. He's apparently... pretty chill once I get him out of his enclosure. Because mine oh, is an asshole. Damn. Well, now. I will say, so Danny has a female from him, and I kept her for a few months. Is she an asshole? Just, she's a bitch. That's mine. Go, I'll go with her right now <laughs> and try and grab her. Wait, what clutch? When did you get yours? Maybe they're from the same clutch. You're in Africa? Okay, no, not not the same clutch. I don't think. No, he just says that the, the, the female's a bitch, and they pretty yeah, much. Yeah, no, Danny's maybe it's just yeah, the female. Danny's that are is hostile. Danny's is an asshole. Um, but oh, yeah, mine. Horrible. Once once you get him out of the enclosure, um, he's. He's a little trigger happy in in his house, oh, no, but no, you get him bit, out. He's chill. Mine's a bitch in or out. I put her in a. I ended up putting her in a tub, like yeah. in, in a rack in a tub, just so she would be like out of the way and not striking at stuff when I walk into my snake room. Yeah, I'm like you just hang out in here. So now she lives in a tub. Yeah. Now my I have two children's pythons, male and a female. My female is great. She's super chill. Just whatever about no, life. Mine was my male, his only he chooses violence literally every day so <laughs> i get i get tired of mine and just finally blake wilson's bought it i was like here you go you have it. <laughs> yeah i uh, i would like to eventually have like all of the snakes from the anteresia genus but yeah that's gonna um, be uh, pretty much impossible i don't think that my budget you will ever work for all of them you can get anthills <laughs> i wanted to until i saw the prey <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> And I've already sort of got my husband on board with me eventually buying at, at least one indigo. I don't think I can convince him. Are you going to go to Texas because it's cheaper? I would like to. Eastern's better. Yeah, but... What are we talking about? My, but, I, oh, yeah. but I do native education in Texas. So to have a Texas native yeah, would be Eastern's wonderful. Better. If I'm going to deal with a thing that shits that much, I'm going to go ahead and get the cool one. We know a guy. Texas indigos are cool. Not as cool as an Eastern. I don't care what you say. It's not as cool as an Eastern. What are you smoking? 
How do you think a Texas Texas indigo is better than an eastern indigo? I think they're equally cool. No, they're not. I don't you know think how people the are like, people have like the multiple, they have multiple children and they like, I love all of you the same. That's a fucking lie. Just like what you said is well, Easterns are better. I don't have children, so there's no competition in my house. Easterns are better. Now I have a dog that I like better than the other. Wait a minute. You have multiple dogs that I know you have a favorite. Okay. So, so we, so we got to the Mor- Morelia. What else do you have? Oh no, we got sidetracked because. That happens. Uh, I got the jungle carpets. I got some diamonds, red lies. I got a couple inlands. Um, I do have two uh, red tail boas, BCCs. Um, they're fairly young. They're still growing up. Um, uh, and I have a smattering of uh, rat snakes. I've got some old world rat snakes that I've picked up from Mountain Moses in the last couple of years. Um, I got a couple Russians, a um, couple uh, Thai bamboo rat snakes. And um, also I have a pair of black milk snakes. So, Oh, yeah, black milks. Those are cool. They are cool. Those are really cool snakes. They're uh, super handleable, super docile. Um, they're pretty good size. Oh, they, get big. Um, they get bigger than kings. Yeah. Yeah, they get good size. They're the biggest of the milk snakes. Um, and they got a really nice jet black look to them uh, from tip to toe. So um, those are cool snakes. I actually really like them. I've always thought that, and I think the number one reason they're not bigger in the hobby, because I think they're way cooler than Mexican kings, because they get bigger. Way cooler. Yeah. But they don't start out black. And so I think, see, I think that's part of the fun though, right? You get to see them go through that color change. I think it is for people like us, but the general public who wants a black snake is going to buy a black snake. They're not going to buy something that they're told will turn black. I think think that's why Mexican King snakes are so big. Cause again, you don't see milks anymore, but they can't be any harder to breed. They're the same. They're basically the same fucking thing. They're, they're all technically King snakes. I've not bred my milks yet, but I've I've been told they need another year or so to mature than Mexican King. So it takes them a little longer probably to get there. Um, but they are going to be bigger, and they're going to be. And Mexican King's got kind of a nippy reputation. I've never had one, but I've, I've heard they're a little on the nippy side. Whereas the milks one, are, and the black on, milks are super docile. I have one. He's on probation from educational classes. Well, there you go. <laughs> Ours, mine, mine doesn't like James. Mine, it doesn't. It just takes off. It just like you reach in Runs. there, it just comes out of the tub and shoots oh. off behind the tub. And I thought she was coming out and striking at you. Mine she just wants to go. Doesn't possess the ability to differentiate between actual food. And that's ev- a lot of king snakes. Everything else. else. I think that's a king snake. Uh, I don't know. He's my, the my, my worst. My speckle king's pretty good. My speckle king doesn't try to eat me. He's the worst of my four. My best behaved one is my desert king snake. My literally, all three of my adult king snakes originally came from Hayden, and I was told, "Oh yeah, they're wonderful. They'll be so great for education." This is a person Hayden, who doesn't mind getting called to death by raptors. Are assholes. <laughs> she she also doesn't mind having hawks claw at her arm and all that stuff. So this is true. She's a bird person, and I don't trust things and that bird fly. People are weird. So I they, I don't. Goose is the only Goose is the only bird I trust, and it's because Hayden's holding him. Um, I got to hold him and take pictures on my birthday. He's amazing. I still don't trust hey, him. A goose is a giant red tail hawk. He's perfect. Yeah. Okay, and he's so cool. He's gorgeous. And he was. He was a lot bigger than I anticipated because I got to put the glove on and hold him, and yes. he let me touch him. And he's everything. gonna be at uh, <laughs> he'll be at, he'll be at reptile day again this year. She's cool. bringing him because birds are reptiles. I mean, it's okay, he's cool, and also even Depending if they weren't, paper he's, you read. he's really fucking cool. So, yes. <laughs> Anyways, still a bird. I mean, at least it's not a parrot. Par- can we all agree parrots suck? Yeah, we have we have neighbors. Down the street that have a macaw? On their porch every now and then. Just out there like on the, the porch. Like the whole cage is out there, but their cage is open. 
Like I've seen it sitting on top of the cage like, outside with no one out there. I'm like, if it, like I get the wings are clipped and you want, but my thoughts. What a cat are, wander up there. What if something comes up to get your bird? That cage is meant to keep that bird safe, and it can't. And they do just that leave it open. If the door is wide. Oh open. yeah, it was just sitting. On, we were walking one night at like ten o'clock at night, and there it is, sitting on the porch on top of the cage. Same house where that stupid little dog tried, tried to, to kill us. Face. Yeah. Really trusting. You can hear it every now and then you walk outside and just, there's apparently a second one because you can hear them yelling at each other from down the road. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't understand why people own parrots. They're they're loud. I just, I don't, I don't trust things that fly, whether it's a bird or a bug. I just. That's not my problem. I just like having fingers. I don't. My my snakes won't bite off a finger. I'm blue and gold. McCall will take a finger. So. That's true. I don't trust them. You watch people like play with them like they're cute and all. Fuck that. At my neighbors, because, you know, apparently if you keep reptiles, it means that you are the animal contact for literally everything. Oh, you're the anti-crime Depending on who you ask. Um, and so they'll call me for, I mean, literally anything. Someone called me for a bat a couple of weeks ago. I saw that on your Facebook. <laughs> a bat? A bat. You see this did, on her did Facebook? You respond a bat. To, did you respond to them like, uh... I do snakes. Well, <laughs> they reached out to me because she's like, there's a, she's like, I think there's a dead bat on my porch and they wanted to know if I disposed of it. I was like, well, if it's dead, no, just I'm like, just, I'm like, just like put it over your fence into the woods or something. If it's dead and throw the neighbor's yard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't like that neighbor. It's cool. I'm like, just like gently poke it with a broom. If it moves, you know, it might be injured. Like I'll come and take, I'll, I'll come rabid, and take it know? to a rehabber. You know, I it might be sick. I don't know. And well, it it wasn't. Apparently, bats are just stupid. Yeah, and I don't know a ton of stuff. All the time. I don't know a ton about them except don't touch it with your hands. Yep, and <laughs> don't get bit. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, don't get bit. Um, and this bat is the exact reason that I don't deal with things that fly. Because did you know the bats scream? And I'm not talking yeah. like echolocation no, shit. No, it I sounds mean, like, like someone is killing I a mean, like, child. I mean, like, summoning not, a demon from hell yes. kind of level screaming. It's yeah. not... Have you ever have you ever tried to kill a rabbit? No, I haven't tried to kill any animal. They scream. Bloody yeah. fucking murder. It's yeah. one reason I can't feed live, because, like, my heart just can't take it. I, I, or my so wallet. To kill a rabbit properly, if you can do it well, you just dislocate the head. And this so was a great you, conversation. I'm uh, yeah. so glad I'm so on the podcast today. You grab, you grab behind the head, you grab the back legs, and you pull. I was and you, always in the and house. And you would feel a pop, and it'd be this. dead. I tried it once, and I went to do that, and I felt crunching, and it didn't oh, snap, God. and it's just screaming. I'm like, fuck. And so from that point on, I killed all rabbits with a stick and just bashed them in the back of the head one time, and they were done, and there was no screaming. Four is his limit. That's when he that starts how many to feel like a monster. I've... That'll be interesting to know what kind of dreams that's I have his, later this evening. That's his limit. Great. I, I cannot kill more than four at a time because awesome. it does make me feel bad. <laughs> I don't know who Bruce is, but he and I could have oh, a no, good... Do. Co- I do. He, we had him on the podcast a while back. He was he's the one in California that does the rescues. Oh, oh, But yes. I did see that. He did get... I think it was a, yes. a red rattlesnake on a glue trap. He had oh, to my God. A red yes. rattlesnake from a glue trap. That Bruce, he offered to take me herping if I come out yeah. of Southern California. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the picture on Facebook today of the, of the rattlesnake on a glue trap. I, I like, didn't oh. see that. I'll have to go look at it. He and I would have something to talk about. <laughs> So you had a venomous snake on a yes, I a got a uh, cotton mouth off of a glue trap a few weeks ago. That was 
that was fun. <laughs> I remember texting you later in the day, like, I'm just making sure you're still alive. And you were like, I had your husband on call. It's totally fine. I'm like, I, th- Thankfully, it was a juvenile, so I was able to deal with it myself. If it but had been an adult. But the juveniles are more deadly, don't you know? Obviously. Oh God, they're more deadly. Hey, YOLO. Their venom is stronger because they're babies. Obviously. Duh. This was literally like one of the chillest snakes I have ever handled, ever. He was what exactly is the protocol for getting a snake off a glue trap? Don't get bit. Don't get bit. Yes, 100% I mean, it seems like a good place to start. I mean, yeah. I, I will return. I have to go pick up our child. Oh, yeah, we'll get our kid. But I will return. So, uh, have fun. Lots of lots of olive oil or vegetable oil. Uh, yeah, okay. I I use vegetable oil because um, it's it's cheap. Uh, but it's, honestly, uh, any mild okay. cooking oil is fine. Um, for non-venomous snakes, I always start with the butt and just work my way up. I bet you do. For the head. <laughs> um, with the, the cotton mouth, I managed to secure the head first. And I, I didn't have any tubes, which have officially been added to my supply list. All you had to do is contact somebody with tubes, um, which I have in my truck. You were at work. That is true. Some of us have real jobs. Yeah, I, I have a real job. I just get to do it in my pajamas. Well, like I said. <laughs> um... But in a pinch, a plastic water bottle works perfectly. So perfectly or works. I didn't get bit. I did not pay a visit to Spencer, who had number eighty. He's at number eighty-one as of Spencer last Green, night. Spencer Green had number by yeah. eighty-one for the year. Yep, which is officially his record. Uh, record for the year because last year he had eighty for the entire year. Yeah, it's been a busy snake season. Darren said if it was stuck to the trap, it couldn't chase you because, you know, they're deadlier as babies and they chase you. Oh, once I got it off, I barely made it out alive. It was a really close call, <laughs> especially after I made him sit for a photo shoot. So, so Michael, you said you have uh, red tail boas. Are you one of those that gets super upset when people call BCIs red tails? Not really. I don't, okay. <clears throat> you know, I got the, uh, I got the BCCs, I don't know, maybe two years ago, year and a half ago, something like that. Um, it was kind of a nostalgic deal for me because that was one of the first snakes I had um, when I was a kid was red tails, uh, you know, and I, I saw them and they're, pretty, they're just pretty snakes. Yeah. Um, which ones did you get? Which BCCs are they? Well, look how. Oh, I couldn't even tell you, to be honest. I'd have to go look it up. So I got them from Stan Grumbuck. Some of the uh, Dallas people probably know him. Well, probably um, Suriname or Guyanans. Those are just pretty common ones. Suriname. Now that you mentioned it, they're Suriname. Yeah, yeah that's what they're, they're Surinams. Those are pretty um, they're super pretty, and for me, they're just kind of nostalgic because you know when I was growing up, it was you know ball pythons, Burmese, and boas. Yeah, you know that was, that was kind of what you could get, um, at least in the you know when I first started keeping. So they're kind of nostalgic for me because I had a few when I was a kid, and I just I felt like I needed to have more. So I do. I do uh, the BCI. Well, technically, I think they're BIs and BCs now. They've gotten their own species. Uh, but yeah, I try not to get too lost in the taxonomy. It just it changes so often, yeah. and it's. I mean, I get it and I appreciate it for what it is, but well, especially keeping Morelia, that shit, that shit gets yeah. very confusing. Yeah, and some things aren't even Morelia anymore, and people still call them Morelia. So, yeah, that's right. That's that. Some of that stuff just going to linger forever. I think so. Green trees will forever be labeled Morelia. I think so too. That's how yeah. I feel about Pantheropus. I'm not changing to. It's Gatata. I don't. I've I've given up. It's what I know is what I know. A, a laugh I, of Gatata. Gatata is way yeah. more fun to say than Pantheropus. Gatata. It's not as much fun, but 
I get it. There was there was definitely someone like you keep the old world rat snakes, uh, who are the uh, Elaphid genus, right? So, yeah, I, I get the confusion there in, in New World rat snakes, but I grew up on one name. It was very easy to remember. But you, say you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, so yeah, you learned. All well, your your stuff. issue is that all rat snakes are now the same rat snake. Yes, depending on who you ask. Yes. Yeah, I, I just can't get lost <laughs> in that. I just, you know, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, it just, again, it just changes so often. And it just feels like sometimes people are doing it for their own gratification, not for the greater community at large. Yes. Um, so I just, I try not to get too caught up in that. I mean, I appreciate it. If somebody wants to get lost on that, that's cool. That's their thing. That's all right. That's kind um, of the way I feel about it, especially because, I mean, what, like for me, like I do a lot of community education. The average person, they don't need to know all the taxonomy. No. They, they really don't. So I, I try to keep everything layman's terms, easy to remember at, I like common names, but the funny thing about common names is it's weird. So, like going back to red tails, I call all boas B I B C red tails because mm. they have red tails. Yeah, that's just yeah. what they've always been. They ever, and it was always growing up as true red tails, which were B C Cs, and right. then red tails, which were B C Is. But now, like you get into some of the boa groups, they'll lose their shit on you and go, "That is not a red tail." I'm like, "Well, then you tell it to quit having a red tail." I don't know what to tell you. That's why I don't post yeah. my boa in the boa groups because I, I'm just a silent bystander in most reptile groups because I like the pictures and occasionally come across something cool. But aside from that, I can't stand most of the members in those groups. <laughs> see, that's I see. I think it's a shame, right? But I'm the same way, right? Because I almost never post any in groups, and I'm in like a ridiculous number of the Morelia groups, and I just. It, it's almost discouraging to post because every time you post something, somebody's got something negative to say about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. Or you should be doing that. Or you shouldn't be doing this. And it, it just, it's just, we focus on the wrong stuff. I mean, we just, we got to do better at, oh, at, yeah. at focusing on the big picture stuff. I have a friend, you know, that, and, and, I have a friend that took in a boa, uh, not too long ago and she sent me a picture of it and I'm like, you know, I, I have a, a Colombian red tail, but I'm not, they're not, you know, the thing that I'm the most knowledgeable about when it comes to the hobby. So I recommended a group and I was like, Hey, you know, go post in here. Like they're going to be able to tell you exactly what this is. And of course the first thing that, you know, some jackass says is, Oh wow. Look again, somebody requesting what a morph is like, God forbid we should know what the hell we're keeping in our house. <laughs> well, the Morelia group, thanks to Eric and Owen, I think are a little closer than they probably than some of the other groups. Um, I mean, they're all, every group's going to have their assholes, but some groups are definitely more like, look, when we've got this chameleon, I found out that the chameleon groups are fucking horrible. They're the worst. Don't join a chameleon group. They can't be worse than the crested gecko groups. Yes, they can. I promise you. I got banned the Jesus first day Christ. in a group by just posting a picture. I posted that cage and got banned. I got muted. I couldn't comment for two months. What's wrong with the picture? Because it has plastic plants in it. <laughs> okay. That was the problem. That my My... Chameleon's going to die because of the plastic plants. See, and, uh, you know, we get caught up on the bioactive okay. versus the naturalistic versus the sterile and the racks versus the cages and all that kind of stuff. You know, if it works for you and it works for the animal, that's all that really matters, truthfully. Exactly. The, the, we're, our group is on break right now, but I'm one of the mods for a, a group called Female Herpers and Reptile Keepers. And the top two threads that we either don't allow based on the subject matter or wind up getting heavily policed are anytime somebody mentioned mentions a spider morph ball python spider morph oh yeah which at that point at this point i just declined all of them i'm like i'm sorry i just i I don't have the mental capacity to deal with the thread um and anytime somebody asks about recommendations for racks 
because oh, you yeah, always have the that. people that are going to come in there and oh, it's just, it's an absolute headache. Those are the top two. I can't stand them. I, I love when people want to argue what box is the right box to put something in. I mean, yeah, I mean, as long as you're meeting the animal's needs, you know, and you got the right temperature and you got the right, you know, it has all the right yeah. stuff in there. I don't, I don't know how important it really is what you're keeping it in. You know, I mean, again, as long as it suits the animal's needs. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that would probably be horrified that I have a lot of snakes in plastic Rubbermaid containers, but there's no sense in me spending hundreds of dollars on an enclosure for a baby snake, you know, so I keep them in there. And then once yeah. they're ready for their adult con- enclosures, then yeah, then I'll go ahead and splurge and fork over the money for it. Yeah. But otherwise, there's no point. It's like I said on here before. I've got a bunch of Samboas. They do really well in a rack. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to build yeah. this huge cage for my Samboa, who's going to pretty much stay buried underneath stuff. <laughs> yeah. For, I mean, for a terrestrial species, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of considering moving my king snakes to racks and using my other enclosures for my arboreal species because they're not using all that space. Um, so, just, it makes more sense. And well, I, and the arboreals make I, a better display animal, right? Because they are using that space. Yeah, exactly. So. My my king snakes stay hidden most of the time, so yeah. I'm like, why did I even bother giving you all this room when you don't even appreciate it? Yeah. So let's uh, go to our question this week. So this question uh, came from Michael because you were interested. It was, uh, what are you doing to support the hobby? Do you give to organizations, charities, or help with rescues? And if so, who do you help? So I'm gonna go through several of these, and then Megan, I'll let you say yours in a little bit too because it's on here. Where did my mouse go? I lost my mouse. Nothing wants to work now. Where the, 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 now my mouse is, you know what it is? I bet I need a battery. Nothing works for me anymore. All right. Uh, our buddy Max Hicks said US Arc, obviously. Uh, he gives US Arc International Herpetological Symposium and the Asclepius Snakebite Foundation, which we've had several folks from the Asclepius Snakebite Foundation on here. Uh, that is a great one to give to. US Arc is always one if you're a keeper in the United States. Always a great one. Uh, there's this Megan chick. We'll skip that one. Come back to that. She's not that important. Not important at all. Uh, Derek Dykstra said, I support my friends in the hobby, whether it's buying from them, listening to their podcasts, or jumping on as a guest, engaging with their social media accounts, recommending them to others. I feel like that's my contribution. That's pretty good. I, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, I keep to myself. I'd much rather give to conservation organizations, whether that be money or time or, or labor. Than someone advocating for keeping. I love the animals and being able to keep them, but I love supporting wildlife conservation more. Uh, and that's really Derek's, he's a big wildlife conservation guy. So uh, he's got Ashton Biological Preserve, the Reptile Preservation Institute, which is, uh, that's Cody and Pia uh, Bartolini, uh, the Rattlesnake Conservancy, the Orion Society, if you like your indigos, Orion Society is big on indigos, Orion Center for Indigo Conservation, there it is, Rattlesnake Solutions, King Cobra Conservancy, Conservancy, and uh, Save the Snakes and Crocodilian Conservation Center of Florida. Those are all good ones. I mean, he's obviously in Florida, so a lot of those are very Florida-based groups. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's great. I have, some of those I haven't heard of, and that's part, that's part of the reason I was curious because I mean, I you know I don't like to use Ark, and you know obviously the sound auction is going for US Ark, and but I know there's got to be other organizations out there doing good work, and I just don't know them all, and I just you know would like to. Yeah, like I said, I know the Orient Society does a lot with indigos. That's a lot of their stuff. Uh, our buddy Jason Miloradovich says, I have an annual U.S. ARC membership. I need to, our, all of our family ones have gone. I need to redo our memberships. Uh, he says, I'm a silver member, but I have a bronze membership for each of the kids and Liz, which is his wife. He also donates to other organizations or fundraisers here or there, but not necessarily on an annual basis. And he's, and he's a Patreon for a really good podcast that uh, gets tens of listeners. I'm just saying. It's a great podcast. Yeah. 
They let you come on. Uh, our buddy Brittany Patchett says, I will admit I am the last to give funds, but I'm always more than willing to donate her time. Frequently volunteers at various sanctuaries and rescues. She likes to get her hands dirty and know that there's direct involvement made a difference. So there's always that. People that want to get physically, they can actually do something. Mm-hmm. As somebody involved in quite a few volunteer organizations, sometimes, honestly, donating your time is worth more than donating money. Uh, most of these organizations have such a serious shortage of volunteers. Um, uh, a lot of us are, are desperate for bodies to help. Like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> what do you mean by bodies? Momentarily forgetting who I'm here with. <laughs> I'm just, it's coming up on Halloween. People are starting to look for bodies. Uh, our friend Danielle said she supports local businesses and USR. Occasionally does educational seminars in her area and supports friends in their endeavors to educate people. I guess she's talking about you there. She cool considers you a friend. I don't know. Uh, several of her re- reptiles are rescues, including her three-footed bearded dragon and her very first snake ever. Uh, she would happily rescue again. That's that's another thing, though. She's using it rightly, but I know a lot of people post on Facebook, I rescued this from PetSmart. I'm like, bitch, you bought that from PetSmart. That's not a rescue. No, she got that one from uh, Gina. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a great rescue. Uh Ashley Howley. And I'm always a little, I'm always a little worried about the rescues because if you haven't vetted them and you don't know them, and you know, are they really a true rescue or are they just somebody? There's only a handful Gina's heart that of gold I will those. recommend to people. Gina's heart of gold is Gina's heart of gold is one of those examples that because I don't necessarily agree. There's people out there that you know they'll only support a rescue if they have a 501. 501 doesn't mean you're a reputable rescue. It just means that you filed some tax paperwork. You've done um, the paperwork. Yeah, right. like that's li- that's literally all it means. Um, you can be a shitty rescue and have your 501. And Gina's Heart of Gold is proof that, you know, you don't need the tax status in order to do amazing work. I mean... Yeah, she, she does a run a great rescue. She's, she's incredible. I take... Because I, I don't do rehab. I don't have it in me to, to do rehab. Um, but anytime, you know, if I get a snake call and it's something that I can't release, she's the one usually that I'll bring it to. I don't think the woman's ever told me no. Um, and yeah, she's, she's incredible. Where's she located? She's uh, in Houston. North, just north of Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. On Facebook, just look up Gina's Heart of Gold Reptile Rescue. Uh, she's fantastic. She's usually at the Conroe Herps Expo. Yeah, she'll come Vin she, shows. Yeah. Uh, she, she usually does all the expos in okay. Houston. I don't think she travels for any of them. A lot of stuff um, it shows, though, is, is, is there's a few animals, but a lot of it is like just uh, selling supplies that they've gathered over time to try yeah. and raise money to take mm-hmm. care of the animals that she's taking care of at home. Yeah. So. And yeah, she but, does but am- on the amazing same, work. On the same measure, we've all seen people on Facebook who are starting a rescue and then they give mm-hmm. you a list of the animals they're looking for. That's a dead giveaway. They're not a rescue. <laughs> yep. No rescue's ever been like, I need mm-hmm. these animals. It's like, no, no they shouldn't nobody, be shopping for animals. No. <laughs> nobody running a legitimate rescue is going on Facebook asking for animals or, or for telling morphs. people that they're looking That's for saying, animals. If, if anything, they're sitting there going, please, God, don't bring me any more animals. <laughs> they come out naming ball python morphs. I'm like, what the fuck? That's not a rescue. Yeah. <laughs> You're shopping. I, I need free animals because I'm poor. And that also tells me you don't have enough money for cages either. Uh-huh. Or to take care of them properly. Yeah. 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 Or the people that so they go doing- out and they, they get an animal and then they have no plans to eventually rehome said animal after rehabbing it. They're like, oh, I'm going to get this animal and I'm going to keep it, but I'm going to go ask people for donations for their vet bills. Yeah. Uh, no, if, if you can't afford the vet bills, don't take on the animal. That's Yeah, right. <laughs> 
continuing on the list, our friend Ashley Howdy over at Focus Cube says, continuing to push the boundaries of enriching reptile keeping more akin to the aquarium hobby. Donate enclosures to good causes, including the Ball Python Deep Dive Research Project, Get Buzz for Buzztails, something called Texas Carpet Fest, uh, That's right. US Arc Auction, uh, and I'm the US Arc Gold member and sponsor. And she's a Patreon member of several podcasts. I don't think she's a Patreon member of mine. Just saying. I, I don't know, but I'm glad you I'm glad she mentioned that because yeah, they've donated. A, a, take a look at the website seriously because they've donated. They've made a really generous donation of an awesome six by two by two cage. Oh sweet. Um, yeah, it's it's really nice. I'm. I'm uh, and they don't even know me, right? So I just I reached out to them out of. The, oh, those are two of the nicest air. people I've ever met. They. I know, and I did, I just reached out to Facebook on Facebook and said, "Hey, can you donate something?" And they were like, literally within a day or less than a day, they're like, "Oh yeah, we got the six by two by two cage." Yeah, like, Stephen. Wow, that's way better than I could have expected. Stephen and Ashley had any right to expect, so that's awesome. <laughs> they're two of the nicest people and hardest working people I've ever met in my entire life. So. Yeah, well, I mean, they look like it based on their their YouTube stuff and their you know their social media stuff and. Um, I think I'm going to actually meet them at uh, NARBC this weekend to, uh, to pick up that cage. But, yeah, they were super generous with, with awesome. that. I was, yeah, so if you're looking for cage, come check out Silent Auction. Yes. Uh, our friend Brandon Millichamp, freaking Canadians, uh, donate my time and efforts to a nonprofit reptile society, the Alberta Reptile and Amphibian Society, uh, Taras. Really? That's all you have to come up with? Y'all couldn't figure out a different way to arrange those letters than Taras. Fucking Canadians. Uh, he's the president of that group. We do a lot of advocacy, conservation, education, lots of work, but beneficial to the community in the long run. You know what? I don't trust people that actively go out and eat ketchup flavored potato chips. Okay. They're actually really good. They're not good. fucking good. Stop that. They they're are not. delicious. They're not. If, they only are. If you have the, the taste buds of a six-year-old, are no, they good? No, they are really good, and you're wrong. They're actually pretty common in your other parts of the world too. Europe it doesn't make it right. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, that's true. Doesn't make it right, <laughs> but it is fairly common outside the U.S. I still, I still vouch that they stole poutine. That sounds like such an American dish that it can't be Canadian. <laughs> I mean, I French fries, cheese, and gravy. That's that's the South right there. There's no way that they stole that. <laughs> that just sounds like Mississippi, right? That, yeah, it really you does. Get that. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Kennedy, who does uh, Steve Snake Schwery, who we had on before, uh, rescues animals. He do- also does a lot of educational presentations, uh, getting information out there. He's great. Uh, that's true. This would be a fun last name. Brett Morzuski. I probably butchered that. Focuses on proper care and helping to educate the community when possible. Do our best to buy supplies and feeders from local small businesses. And most of all, try to learn and grow the hobby. Uh, Jordan's Boas said U.S. Art. Our buddy Nathan said the Orient Society for Indigo Conservation. Uh, Mark Anderson said he does uh, help educate the public. And Ash Gelhouse says paid her annual membership to U.S. Arc, United States, uh, which is U.S. Arc, Florida, and then Responsible Reptile Keeping, which I don't know that one. I'll have to look that one up. I don't know but they commented either. and said thank you on the post, so I have to look up Responsible Reptile Keeping. And then uh, I go back up to this one for Megan. Megan, do you want to see what you said? Yeah. Um, so I said a few different things. One, I was trying to buy my supplies and feeders from local local businesses. Um, you yes. know, ar- around here, Repticulture is typically my go-to. Um, or vendors that I find at the expos. Uh, also a member of US Arc, which reminds me that I need to renew, renew my renew subscription. Um, and then I also run my own uh, or 
say organization. I'm a one woman show. Uh, I run Lone Star Snake. So I do snake education, uh, free snake relocation in the community. <coughs> um, and uh, then some people help with, with the free snake location. I'm not done. You're saying you're one woman show. Um, um, for Lone Star Snakes, not the group. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When does Katie get back? <laughs> not soon enough. You're telling me. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I also, I, I started a local group and it's absolutely exploded in the last year, but me and Robert and James and several other people have volunteered in the County to do reptile relocation. Um, and then with the help of Katie and certain other people who are okay, um, <laughs> yes, you, uh, we've started putting on an you know, annual like mute your microphone at any moment. It's- <laughs> We've started putting on an annual uh, World Reptile Day event in Brazoria County. Um, It's completely dedicated to reptile education and conservation. So last year we had several different organizations come out uh, anywhere from, you know, snakes, tortoises, turtles, lizards, everything. Those are reptiles. Um, Yeah, thanks. Could just say appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, (laughs) So we raised money last year for uh, the Horn Lizard Conservation Society. Uh, This year, we're raising money for Gulf Center for Sea Turtle Research in Galveston. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they're kind of like Sea Turtle Inc. in South Padre. They uh, rehabilitate and rescue stranded. Uh, sea turtles on the coast. Uh, they recover nests from sea turtles, um, incubate them, and then release them when they're ready. And uh, they're really, really awesome organization. So the goal is every year to pick a new nonprofit that supports native reptiles in Texas. So next year we'll, you know, pick another organization. Uh, but we have, you know, them. We've got, you know, food truck shopping, and it's free to the public. Um, and people can leave donations and. Um, Feed tortoises. Yeah, that's that's probably that's the biggest thing that we do all year. And then at all my classes, I keep QR codes for certain resources, like um, particularly for like venomous snake bite resources uh, from like National Snake Bite Support, uh, ra- Rattlesnake Conservancy. Grain. Just don't spend uh, your safe. Well, yeah, but I mean, for when you're not in the Houston area, maybe you're uh, out camping. I'd still contact Spencer Green. Well, I still would too. But I, I like bit, to provide multiple resources. Anyway, <laughs> I provide QR codes for people to scan so they can go to like the Florida Snake Bite Institute and get, you know, the venomous bite protocols um, if they want it. And Asclepius, they released a little book on Amazon earlier this year uh, with what to do if you're bitten by a snake. You suck the venom out, right? Yes, absolutely. And then cut it open? Yeah. Okay. Tourniquet, ice. Yeah. And don't forget our number one, uh, Benadryl. Yeah, Benadryl takes care yeah. of snake bites. So, in fact, if you actually take Benadryl, you don't have to do anything else. Take a nap. You just go home and go sleep. Wait. Yeah, you'll be fine. And fix it. Yeah. And according to the one guy, it will uh, all, it will draw all the blood up <laughs> into the neck. <laughs> you remember that? It was. I missed that It one. was in the Brazoria County group. I thought I sent it to you in, the, I missed in our that chat. Oh, I'm not surprised that it was there. I... Somebody's dog was bitten by a cotton mouth 
And he was like, give it Benadryl because then all of the venom will collect in the neck. And we're like, well, then what? Like, what are you supposed to like, What is the point of this? Besides, but then what? I, I, need <laughs> I don't think it's how that works anyway. So. Yeah, explain yeah. the biology to that one. I don't understand. Yeah. Well, and then Robert told me that he was the new one of the newly elected city councilmen for Manuel. Oh, I like, do remember that. <laughs> Not all makes sense. Dumb people do get voted into like, positions. Oh, no. Uh, speaking of stupid things online, I so I decided to be a troll this week in our in the talk of Alvin group. Yes, I I took a screenshot of that. Fucking hilarious, isn't it? And I meant to message you and be like, "Why of like all three hundred comments of on all it. the groups that you could try to start shit in, you had to go hard. You had to go and talk of Alvin. That entire town. I'm surprised no one's realized that. Like, no one's gone. You're a teacher at the high school here. No one has said that yet. <laughs> so what I did was so, so so this is what happens when a city hires tree cutters and not arborist. Uh, we have power lines down our sidewalk of our school and big live oak trees. And what they did is they came out and they gave it like the, uh, which one was it? Was it curly that had the hair where it was on the sides and nothing in the middle? Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. They it's cut. Bad. It's these old live oaks that are now wide. Like it's a Y and there's on one side and one side and then the wires down the middle. And so my post is a picture of multiple trees and then it says, uh, and they tell us that 5G isn't dangerous. This is what 5G has done to these trees. And Oh my God, the comments. And I have just leaned into it. The that, only reason I'm in that group is, is to watch the dumpster is, fire. Is for snake stuff because I actually left it once before because that entire group. It's a dumpster fire. It's such a dumpster fire. That's why I added to it. I'm I like convinced that 90% of that town is on something. You know, someone had to approve my post. Someone read my post. Oh, I know. And then approved it. And I'm actually friends with one of the admins and I kind of want to know They had to have only approved it for it. the humor. <laughs> but I, it, well, there's if it was, so many people calling me a moron saying I shouldn't vote or breed and I just kept like leaning oh, into the it. The number of people that actually thought you were serious I keep was blaming, comical. keep blaming 5G <laughs> and that everybody's just trying to do a cover up and they're all sheep. Also, real quick, I really like this Jeff Frederick guy. He says that you should respect me. Okay, well, that's not right, but he is so. good. He's the one that designed our uh, our new logo, the one up there in the corner. Oh, The Reptile okay, Gumbo cool. Podcast logo. Well, I like him. He seems like a cool yeah, dude. well, you know, makes a good logo. It just may not be the smartest, apparently. Uh, but yeah, so that post was fun. That was my fun. Uh, it's like at 300 comments, and people still believe it's real. And I just decided I'm going to be a troll for a day, and it's been awesome. I've loved every minute of it. Yeah, I uh, my brain hurt. Reading that. I, I took a screenshot meant to send it to you and be like, why? Because that's the same group that I'm surprised Robert and I have not gotten kicked out of yet because of how much we dis- we suggest they kill cats whenever there's a stray cat. Not not like torture, but we always suggest they kill cats and everybody loses their shit. Oh, that's right. Curly was the bald one. But was it Mo? It wasn't Mo. Who's the other? Larry, was it Larry? She's back. Larry was thank Mo. God. <laughs> <laughs> we missed you. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so that was, that was what I did for the, the week. I upset an entire... Community. Yeah, that was great. I already had to. Re- I already had to leave next door. Unmute me. The shit that he's talking st- about. Talk of Alvin. Yes. yes. Jesus, Mary and I told him I saw his. I saw his post pop up, and I took a screenshot and I was gonna send it to him and just be like, "Why? Of all <laughs> love, of all the groups, someone, someone <laughs> like early on the thing was it's not too late to delete this, and I'm thinking, why would I do that? It has, I have been so concerned for his safety. They're gonna flip their shit. When he finds out, when they find out, when they when they find out no, no, that no. he is a it's, teacher it's, it's Alvin. at their high school, it's Alvin. They're not smart enough to do that much research. Considering yeah. the kind of shit that Alvin ISD doesn't care about, I've met, I've <laughs> met their kids. I'm not overly worried about the parents. 
I can say that because they can't figure out how the internet works. So they're also like Oklahoma. They're, they're not showing this. We're good. Oh, fuck. Anyways. Welcome back, Katie. Yay. I drove fast. And then I like sprinted up our stairs. I don't know why. Did you, did you get our kid? Yeah, she's oh, okay. downstairs. She has sure. because she doesn't have her phone right now, so she has a list of chores, and I made her say them to me four times on the drive home. So I made sure she remembered. Because normally I'll just text her and be like, "Did you do this? This is the next thing. This is the next thing." But she currently doesn't have her phone. Sad day. Okay. Not sad. really. <laughs> so what are, sad. What are the odds she'll complete that list? Pretty good, actually. I don't know. Okay. She, they, they involve her dog, so. Oh well, that's sucker. Yeah, if she doesn't do them, we kill it. No. Wait, is that not the, oh, I thought that was the plan. Is that not the plan? Lord. Oh, okay. No, but I sent him this picture of a blue Great Dane the other day. And do you know what he said to me? Go ahead. We can get one. And I was like, don't you dare get my hopes up like this. That is cruel and unusual. We can totally get the dog. And he goes, get rid of the two we got and figure out how you're going to pay for it. He's let's go. The, and get I was rid like, of the other dogs. No. Uh, let's do a run through of things over on our discussion page. I wondered quick. if you had done this yet. For some reason, uh, Nathan posted this half naked dude feeding tortoises. I mean, he's got a nice back. Let's go with that. <laughs> I don't understand, Nathan, what you're posting. You post because a lot of this, good things, but this is not overly muscular. So I feel like this I was, I was going to ask. I was like, was this what prompted your comment on my post? <laughs> because I got to so say, tell you what prompted that when we get I have a real appreciation for some of the accounts that pop up in my tiktok feed anyways yeah. half naked guy <laughs> feeding tortoises i don't know why sometimes Nathan posts that. it's fun to, to look at uh travis wyman posted this one that's says, the word for it i have not read <laughs> what I'm, I'm ignoring y'all by the way uh, i'm so glad you're back travis posted that this has been a long time coming but i'm very excited to say i've just published the work of my undergraduate thesis in the journal of bmc ecology and evolution under the ecological under the title Eco- ecological Correlates of cranial evolution in the what the fuck? That's Anyways, so many words. Whoever this Gregory, whatever it is, yeah, he bit an, uh, his thesis. That's okay, every time confusing Travis fuck. Wyman shares something to the group, I feel a little I've bit ordered less him to g- smart. I've ordered him to give us a, a for dummies like, version of everything, and he doesn't do it. I, I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent person until he shares a post, and then I'm like, I feel really inferior. Well, it's just like, we we get it, Travis. You're a doctor, but not the rest of us are. Explain shit. Oh. Uh, someone commented on my picture of, a, of my rubber roller from like a year ago. Just throwing that out there. For some reason, it popped up here. And there's one with the uh, giraffe playing with a tortoise. Oh, that was funny, actually. It just like speeds the process up for the tortoise. Like it pushes it on its butt. <laughs> like this poor giraffe just wants to go. Like it's like, let's play together. And this tortoise is like, what the hell is happening? The tortoise, in my yeah, the tortoise right is like, now? where the fuck am I? Yeah. Look, like, and then it gets so excited. The other giraffes are like, dude, what is your problem? There's a guy I it's follow funny. on TikTok. Their account is called, I think it's called Goat Daddies. What? Whoa. And hey, they- hey, whoa. <laughs> Whatever you watch on TikTok is for you and you alone. <laughs> they post these baby goat videos of the goats eating and they have this sulcata tortoise. That Are they also half naked? The guys, not the goats? <laughs> no, but they also look like they're probably like a whole decade younger than me and oh I feel really creepy. Yeah. Like You are. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vibe I'm going for. Uh, <laughs> they call it a cougar. It's okay. They, That's accepted if you're female. Listen, there's <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, but I still. <laughs> Sorry, my, my dad posted, you know, some goat daddies here in Alabama. I bet you do. 
It's it's weird because my niece is 14 and she is now of the age where some of our uh, interests in certain celebrities are starting to overlap. And I don't know how I feel about that. So I have to like double check their age to make sure that they're like no younger than five years. Like five years younger than me. You want five year olds? What? Fuck off, James. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) This is the last time you're out on here. Oh, Lord. I don't know why I keep agreeing to come on here. I don't know why I invite you now. Uh, Nathan posted a video. I haven't watched this, but of an American croc. I didn't know if they got that large. I used to take care of a huge American crocs. I mean, they're a they're a big animal, uh, and they they get upset quickly. Uh, what is this? I'm guessing it's trap. I know it's Ryan Gosloe. It's a fossilized spider. Oh, that thing was huge. That's cool. That was huge. It's a fossil of a giant like tarantula. One of my kids the other day was reading a book about uh, Goliath bird eating tarantulas, and so then of course. When they came back to my table for small group, instead of actually doing the lesson we needed to do, we literally spent the entire 20 minutes looking up pictures of Goliath bird-eating tarantulas and talking about all these cool facts that they learned from their library book. I'm a great teacher, I, I swear. So, so this guy, this article that I posted, this guy got fined for going surfing with his three-year-old Brettles python. Okay, so Because he didn't all, have the per- right permit. Who the hell is going to take their snake out into the ocean? Uh, Katie, have you met people? Obviously. Oh, my you've, gosh. You've been at the front door of I reptile know. shows. They bring them in in backpacks. People, I mean, this is just the same thing. There's one but, guy uh, that tried to bring his chicken in in a backpack to a reptile show. Why? Can we talk about that for a minute? Why do, why? Why do people... <laughs> Yeah, why do they take their feel the need to take I, their animals out? In I've always said, someone needs to explain to them, you're going to a reptile show. All the vendors there will not be impressed by your fucking animal because we already yeah. have them. I'd be more concerned with bringing something home I didn't want to oh, not on my animal. They don't think like, that far. Hello, mite infestation. I even like taking some of my stuff out of their cage in my classroom. And they live in that classroom all school year. Yeah. But th- when the kids are like, oh, can we get out so-and-so? Nope, not today. Sorry. I have, have like a pocket full of excuses and I just use a different one each time. Because I don't want to say you're germy, so, and I don't want you to give. So my in Australia, you have to have a you have to have a permit to own Wait, reptiles. So this was in this was in Australia. Yeah. Okay. So you have to have a permit to own reptiles there, and so you got to get the permit. And he went famous for surfing with infamous or whatever for surfing with the snake that he didn't have a permit. He didn't have a permit for. What for so, so now he's facing a fine of two thousand three hundred twenty-two Australian dollars to one thousand four hundred ninety-five Australian dollars, somewhere in that range. What does that convert to? I don't fucking let me find beep, out. Boop, beep boop beep boop. Don't know. Close what to was that hours? again, James? Beep, boop, beep. It's computer noises. Duh. <laughs> I'm assuming close to our money. I can't imagine Australia is that far off from American money. It's not like he's going in like the rupees or something. I know. It was, it's 1495 US dollars. Yeah. One US dollar is yeah. 1.56 Australian dollars. Oh, damn. Our money sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We really got to fix that. Yeah. God. So you mean money can, means counts less now? Can That's you hear good. the dog? Yeah, I can. I'm trying to ignore the dog is barking. Uh, so anyways, uh, le- the lesson here is don't go surfing with your snakes. I just don't understand why you would want to. Because people are stupid. Like, You've met people. I know. I just, I'm legitimately curious. Like what, like how does that thought process work to I did where the math your backwards. conclusion is let me take what? my snake into the ocean 
Like they know what lives in the ocean, right? Is our is our is our dollar worth no, no, more? No, no, no. No, so like in American dollars, it would be like half of that. Like his largest fine would be like fifteen hundred bucks in our dollars. Yeah, their money counts for more than yeah, ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Robert, is that Florida group gone or did I get booted? <laughs> I don't think any of y'all. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been booted from a group in a while. Uh, anyway, so going back to the what people do to for the hobby, I mine when I started this podcast, I know we don't we're not overly serious, but we do get a lot of folks on that I think would not have a voice otherwise, and I learn a lot, so that's a lot of fun. Um, I I'd, I'd like to say all reptile information out there is good, and it's good to have as much as possible. But we talked about some earlier that's that's so bad. We wish wasn't out there. What's up, Millie? <laughs> she doesn't care about you. She was hoping Robert was up here. <laughs> Yeah, well, her tune will change when I leave. Oh. She loves me. She'd be crying right a, now if you were we Robert. We have a 50-pound pit bull mix, but I don't actually know what she is. She's a pit bull. Um, it's anyway. not a mix. She's a pit bull. She's obsessed with Robert. Loves him. It's Someone's hilarious. got to. <laughs> you are on a tear tonight, sir. And apparently I missed all the craziness. Well, you can go back and listen to it in two weeks when, <laughs> when he gets it posted. When gets posted. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's important. Speaking of two weeks from now, no, 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 one week. Next week, there will not be a live podcast. Right. We'll, we'll release the interviews we did at Conroe. In Conroe. Which yeah. was only two, but they were good. We, like I said, we interviewed uh, our buddy Max because he went to uh, Indonesia and did not get eaten by a fucking Komodo dragon. That's all I ask is that he goes on one of these trips and gets eaten by a large predator. That's all I want. No, James. He's gone to see bears, didn't get eaten. I would rather he didn't. I enjoy his content. He's gone to see whales and didn't get I eaten. I do too. I like his his pictures that he takes. Yes. I enjoy conversations. I live vicariously through his Facebook Amen. posts. Amen. All I ask is that he gets eaten by an animal. <laughs> Just, and he's yet to do it. Why don't you no, go no big deal. Uh, no. I've got this important podcast to do. <laughs> yeah. Because if there was a you, this podcast would not exist. Exactly. <laughs> I can think of so many other things to do with my time. Bo- Katie bo- bo- could take it over. We would have no. fun. No. Katie, Katie has no idea how would, this board works. Nope. No, it's fine. I'll figure it out. Uh, there is probably not a, there's probably two of the four weeks out of the month where I'm like, how do I get out of the podcast tonight? I'll take not over that for I don't James. Enjoy this. It's just that I have, I have too much. There's too much on my plate. Well, Robert can stay because Robert's nice to me. And then our kid does too much. She does Kids enough suck. stuff for like Kids seven suck. people. They ruin all the fun. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so our interview in, in a week will be Max and uh, Tom Harbin, which was an awesome interview. Uh, old school Harper. So that's always fun. Uh, when, is, when is the next Conroe show? January. January 27th, 28th. Sadly. I have to wait that long. We got Austin, though, in between that and, and now. And so Repticon. No. I think you I get Arlington this weekend. If I think I just had a trip. stroke. The fuck was that? I no, was gonna say Repticon, and then Repticon came out of my mouth. They're so similar. I no. think I had a mini stroke. Well, there is a Repticon. <laughs> there is a Repticon, but it's not. And as it turns out, Repticon is on the twenty eighth. Oh, oh yeah. So Robert will not be at World Reptile Day now because yeah. he has to is work that. The that. One in Pasadena. Yes. Uh huh. Gross. Yep. I completely. I mean. Because when I was looking at the schedule, I was making sure Reptile Nation and Herps were not on there. I completely forgot about Repticon until he messaged me and I went, well, fuck. Sucks to suck. Like, it 
Uh, but no, Austin, be, we have Austin coming up. That's uh, at some point. Uh, let's see. Austin is December 2nd and December 3rd. So no, that's close-ish to y'all. And then uh, Waco. There's Waco. I've never been to that show, but that's October 21st, 22nd. And there's that's Waco. It's And there's Oklahoma City. They don't Baylor University, and that's about it. Is that where Baylor is? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Yep. All I know is they shot people there. That's all I got. Yeah. Crazy people, and they got shot. Well, Baylor and Magnolia Silos, Chip and Joe Anna Gaines. Only thing I Wake- know what that is. Nope. Only thing Waco's known for. The crazy The bakery there has really good cupcakes. What? I have no idea what y'all are The Dr. About. Pepper Museum. It's from... I want to go there. To the Dr. Pepper Museum? I do. (gasps) We could do a girl's trip. It's only like three hours. Woo. Be a really easy day trip. I think I have some free time in February. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I'm getting into my busy season at work. And so, yeah, no. People will not... After World Rep Call Day, y'all will not see me again until until New Year's. (laughs) Like, my whole life revolves around work starting in October. Are you going to NARBC, Michael? I am. Yeah, going to Arlington this weekend. I wanted to, but then like, it required, it's a good show. It required money to like go. Yeah, yeah. it requires me to drive. That's not even. I mean, hotel. They want money at hotels for some reason. They won't let you stay there for free. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> no one's giving away free gas for your car to drive there. No. Just weird. I don't need anything anyway. I just got a new snake. What'd you so get? I got a glossy snake. From, oh, that's right. We brought yeah, it home from. Uh, yeah, it was a small. It was, a, a tree. it was a small colubrid, so I easily forget about those. Okay, but it's a glossy snake, and she's adorable. It's really cute. Yeah. See, Jeff Ryder said the Dr Pepper Museum is not worth its own trip, but it's pretty neat. So it's not worth it, is what he's saying. I haven't I mean, been to the Dr Pepper Museum. <laughs> Bluebell took like, me all of thirty minutes. To yeah, see no, 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 no. But you're not, you're not putting Dr Pepper on the same level as Bluebell. You're not going to do that. You're not going to downgrade Bluebell to Dr Pepper. I like Dr Pepper no, 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 though. No. No, That's what can, I have in this cup. You can go drink. Was it Dr Thunder or whatever? It's it's a Ew. knockoff. There's no knockoff for Bluebell. So gross. There's no knockoff for Dr There's Pepper. There's like four million other ice cream people and out there. Not okay, hold on. Whoa. You can't they also off. don't make a lactose-free version. Because they said, fuck it. If you can't eat their because ice cream, shit yourself. lactose-free ice cream isn't worth it. it. I mean, the Ben and Jerry's isn't bad. It's... Thank God I'm not lactose intolerant. <laughs> Even okay. if I was, I'd still be... Bluebell Cookie Two-Step is the best That's ice cream in the world. I just love, it's, it's so the be- good. They make the best cookies and cream. All right, Michael. What is your favorite ice cream? I don't know. The uh, mint chocolate chips are my favorite. Uh, um, no. I do like Bluebell. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought he was cool. <laughs> Look, if the man likes to eat frozen toothpaste with chocolate <laughs> in it, I'm just frozen toothpaste with chocolate. I'm y'all. Come on now. <laughs> every time, so I like to read a lot, and I swear to God, every fucking book I read, the main character's favorite ice cream is mint chocolate chip, as if the author doesn't realize. Like, why would your favorite flavor be mint chocolate chip when cookie dough exists? I, I don't understand. Dough. I love cookie, cookie dough. Cookie dough is good. <laughs> I like my dad's Blue Bell's the Nectar of the Gods and Dr. Pepper is fucking swill. So our daughter loves the Blue Bell cotton candy ice cream. Which you can't find that. And now we can't find it anywhere for her. And she's yeah, seen that so sad. The H-E-B get, ones, the H-E-B bring ice creams are pretty good too. They yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, those are awesome. I do love H-E-B. H-E-B. The E's up. I'm so They're building excited. A, a new massive H-E-B. And for those that are not in Texas, uh, it's... It's for, amazing. It's, it's so it's, excited. It's, it's really not. But uh, everyone here it. goes crazy over it. It's, it's a grocery store. I don't care if they build anything else in our area. I only have five minutes to go to the grocery store now. It's going to be great. It's, it's a grocery store. 
It's an okay grocery store. It's amazing. Walmart's I, cheaper. I, what? No, shush. Walmart's cheaper. Yeah, but Walmart. I like the stuff at H-E-B better. Don't you badmouth Walmart. I hate Walmart. Then you're a horrible human. I'm a Target shopper. Oh, it's because... <laughs> <fuck that. laughs> you just like wasting money on purpose? I it's wanted to go in Target so, much better. so bad the no, other day. And I was so is, good when we went to Michael's. I did not ask you if we could go to Target. And I wanted to go in Target so You could not so get bad. more white woman than me. Like, I want to go to Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, and <laughs> no, no. Target. That's To make it worse, not only am I that a Target shopper. That is the trifecta shopper, of white women. I am a Starbucks drinking Target shopper. Yeah. I am not ashamed. If, <laughs> and they should put a Chick-fil-A on the other side of it, and white women wouldn't go anywhere else. So it would be it. All it. All I need is there. I can't help it. I don't man. tell Target what I need. It Target tells, tells me what, me what I, I need. need to buy Walmart, and I spend yeah. way no, too much Target has never there. entertained me the way Walmart has. I go that into Walmart true. and it's entertainment every time I'm there. They have well, what Walmart's better people watching, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. So they have much. what I need to buy and things I need to watch. They have their own yeah. website called People of Walmart. But see, I, mean, yeah, I don't like people, so Target <laughs> I don't so like Target's you either. That's why I like to make fun of them. for me. I can love Walmart. No, we are so off topic. It's like going to Reptile Expos is oh my God. going to Reptile Expos is like have a love hate relationship with it. Oh, I love because you're gonna need like I a love whole I love the animals, but I hate the crowd. You're gonna need like so a whole much. day to yourself after Carpet oh, Fest. God, but yeah. it's gonna be. But see, fun, it's though. not gonna be. It's only if it's only gonna be like. It's not going to be near as busy as like going to Conroe, and oh, I will God, no. and I will have friends there. Yeah. I mean, I have friends at the expos mostly. And you'll make new friends, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and we're going to have more space at Carpet Fest too, so yeah, and it's exactly. not like it's not going to be a thousand people shopping for the newest ball python. Yeah. Or for whatever, I don't have to like up, try to for, so. elbow people out of the way. way. So ball pythons <laughs> suck. <laughs> Oh, Probably shouldn't have brought that up with James. But, anyway, oh, but I mean, it's not a bunch, you know what I mean? It's people there that are hanging out to have a good time. It'll be, and you're going to have plenty of room and plenty of space. So. I'm just going to uh, But myself. I'm with you on the expos, right? There maybe. is a little bit. Like, I want to go see what everybody has and what everybody's selling and and maybe, and hopefully find something I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, too, it's like, what are you people doing? Every time I go to Conroe, I'm like, I'm never coming back to Conroe because yeah. it gets so insane. But every time there's a Conroe show, obviously I'm going to go. See, it's different for me because I, I know all the vendors and so I'm either vending or doing the podcast there and so I can hang out behind a table. I don't have to hang out with the commoners. I mean, <laughs> I know a lot more people <laughs> now. I'm not, yeah. I don't get their filth on me. I can stand behind with the table. So I wear a fun name badge and people think I'm official. Um, so let's I'll tell you what bothers me the most about the expo is when they have these little tiny aisles yes. and you, they're like, they're made for like one, one and a half people wide and you got like three people wide trying to get well, you have, like one, you have one, one person that is three people wide walking around. Or that, yeah. that is so. like a size small wide. Let's just be yeah. honest here. And they're just parked in the middle looking at what Their hips touch the tables on both sides of the aisle. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to put this out into the universe so that maybe it happens. What? If our child's volleyball tournament ends early enough that Saturday and you were to ride with someone over there, then perhaps I could leave. And come over for Saturday night because my parents will be here. But what if I we don't come and they don't have a ride back? No, no, no. no. We would we would know like the day before, oh, okay. so if we could swing it. Because like, she has you, a, you no, she's a volleyball tournament the weekend before that as well. So I I think our dog is spazzing out. So I will I will have an idea of how long in the day the tournament could potentially last for her team. I'm just gonna park myself in front of some cool cages and, and exhibits and just sit there and watch animals. It's cool. I I feel like. Probably like seventy five percent of my time will be sitting in front of the snakes. So that's the problem is it's <laughs> yeah. it's set up well to not be sociable. 
Like, I know. It's, yeah. like, it's fantastic. It's, we're all just going to be sitting in front of the different cages staring at animals and no one's going to talk to each other. As an introverted person, the it cages, sounds magical. Out the cages next door. And I just, <laughs> you know, I mean, to me, it was like the perfect menu because I don't, my house, I can't have it in my house. I don't have a house big enough for that. I know Bill Stiegel's done it. Bill was times, supposed but, to do it again and hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bill, and Drake, the ball, the, Bill and I talked a little bit um, about doing one in the spring. And he's like, well, I wouldn't be able to do one in the fall anyway. And then Ari's place opened up. And anyway. I wish we um, had something like that out here for Reptile Day because, shoot, if I lived out there, I would definitely be becoming BFFs with Ari to try and hold it there. Yeah. It just, for me, it seemed like the natural location, right? I mean, because even if, mm. you know, even if you don't want to hang out with people, come look at the stuff, man. Ari's got a great collection out there. It's an amazing setup. So to me, that's worth the trip in and of itself. So. It seemed like the natural location, so See, I was glad that he and I could work something out, and and we are looking to make that an annual event. So, well, and it's going to be great for them because every single one of us is going to go home, and we are going to tell all of our friends about Reptilandia. I'm not telling so. anybody. We're going to quit talking about it. No one mentions the place anymore. Well, well I'm g- I'm going to tell everyone about it. <laughs> so, like, when you come home, you don't have school the next week because we're on fall break. Fall break. I keep thinking. Thanksgiving break. Yeah, no. Thanksgiving and we're going break. to Troy. We're already booked. <laughs> There's a fall break now. We do. We get a whole week off in October, which I'm not going to lie, yeah. it's, it's really nice. We didn't as get it last year. It's the first time, so now we. But we had it in okay. Louisiana, and by m- the middle of October, our brains are pretty much fried. So it's nice to kind of recharge. How do you think it's by the middle of October? The crazy. <laughs> Mine was two weeks ago. Mine was two weeks ago. I've actually contemplated taking this Friday off. Contemplating every quitting every day. Um. No, I don't want to quit. Just, you don't want to quit? I want to quit. I just every want a day. day in my house without you and Joe so that I can do what I want. Um, I'm all for a day without you. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. This is getting a little aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, would you like our child for a weekend? Like, you could just have her and you can put her to work and child labor is free. And- Does she fold laundry? No. No. Oh. I'm the only one. You know what? That's okay. My, my husband folds laundry. I, I'm that person. Like, I'll take it out of the dryer and I leave it on the bed and I wait for him to fold it. <laughs> I, I don't you can look laundry. at me like, it's not I'm waiting for you to fold it. I'm not going to fold it. Oh, I, I'm not going to fold it. I have laid there while he's folding it. He's like, you know, you could help. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> I'll pick it out of a clean pile oh, of clothes for three days. Out of, so. out of the clothes. Yeah, that's that's the way that I am. They live in the recliner. I don't know how to fold a shirt. I don't. I, I you don't know how to hang up a shirt either. I, I know how to hang up a shirt. And I'm She's an enabler and I just do it for you. See? <laughs> Works out great. <sighs> But see, now I, I could clean for him. snake cages. No, I'm not going to clean no. snake cages. Then we will sell them. Shit! <laughs> don't remind me that I need to clean snake cages. I need to. I need to clean snake cages. I, need and to I really don't want to do it. Hey, one of my uh, my last ball python babies uh, finally ate. Yay! You know, because I hate ball pythons, but I have this stupid three three stupid babies, so I can prove that anybody can breed fucking ball pythons. Yeah, I was really confused by the ball python clutch from the person always shitting on ball so pythons. I never saw them do that. Ball python breeder. <laughs> I, that's, I, well, I've said it. I'm just like Justin Kabilka. He and I are the same. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. Tony, I I I got three eggs. Anybody can fucking do it. It's not and they hard. made it. They made it and they hatched. Like, I don't even know. Now, the odds are... How many worlds first? Yeah. All, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. I took care of Danny's ball pythons for like six months when she had to move out of her house. and These are quintuple hits. It was great taking care of all her snakes, but ball pythons are not my species. Neither are they. They don't, they don't do anything. No. I don't know. I got a, a banana in there, a pot. What is it? Pastel... Banana that you can go try. He'll do stuff. 
Good. I like my colubrids. I mean, I'll bite you. That's the only stuff he does. <laughs> I like. The I like very my very first snake ever was a ball python, and I'm so old that back when I got a ball python originally, there were no morphs. You no. just got a ball python. And did it die? Did it starve to no, death? No, I had that snake for a long time. Oh, I had man. him for man, like 17 years or something. I had him for a long time. So many of them starved to death. So now he was a fussy eater, but um, but now I had him for a long time. I thankfully have a collection of uh, garbage disposals. So that's why I like boas. If a everybody boa likes something's to wrong eat. with it. Did we go through the question on Facebook? We did. We did, oh, yes. Cool. Did we talk I about I have some blackheads and that's the blackheads are great for that because they will they'll eat anything. Did you get them, time, did you them from Jim? Uh I got two from Jim and two from Derek Roddy. Oh, okay. So I want know. one. They're not in my budget, but you know, a girl can dream. They're pretty awesome. <laughs> I, think They're great. James I, James I actually James really like them and they're awesome garbage disposals because they will eat whatever whatever you put in front of them. Did we did we talk about and this this could just be me because I'd I don't know a lot of people in the business. Did, did we talk about what you do for a living or is this what you do for a living? Like, do you do reptiles? Oh, no, I don't, I don't do this for a living. I would be glad if I made enough money to keep them fed. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I'm a paramedic. Uh, I work uh, for a small agency in Central Texas. So. I knew that. You knew you that. I told, told you that. This yeah, that's why, that's why, that's why oh, as you were asking, God. I'm like, oh, we had this conversation. We did. We yep. did. In fact, I'm, uh, I'm at, actually on duty tonight. I'm actually in my classroom, but I managed to get a cover. It's, it's why, yeah, yeah. He, it's why we had like, this entire conversation about how you had to have coverage. It's why it looks like he's stealing free library Wi-Fi right now. God. Right, yeah. That's our, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The book return is behind that door. It's, uh, yeah. Oh Promise gosh. I'm not in the public library. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> old lady's been trying to shush him out of there for a while now. So I never knew the difference between an EMT and a paramedic. And one of my best friends is a firefighter who just like graduated with his paramedic, whatever he graduated from paramedic school. And I told him about, shut up. (laughs) I told him about a friend of mine and I was like, Oh, I was he's, he's like you 2.0 and he's an EMT. And then I got a phone call like, 10 seconds later so that he could give me the entire spiel and all the differences between an EMT and a paramedic that I did not ask for. So, but it's largely the scope of practice. It's what we can do. It's what you've been trained to do. Yeah, so, it seems pretty you know, cool. I mean, yeah. apparently, you know, he can like stab me with a pen to help me breathe or something. I don't know. I, I would can, imagine I can paramedics can do more than EMTs can. Yes. That's correct. That's the gist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, EMT basic is generally about a three to four, maybe a four month course. So it's a fairly basic, it's kind of advanced first aid kind of provider. Um, paramedic is usually, some of the advanced courses are a little over a year. Back when I took it, it was a two year course. Um, so it's, it's closer to associate's degree level. Um, but yeah, your scope of practice is really where, what you can, you know, you can do more, you can administer more medications, do more procedures, do more interventions in the field. We had um, a crazy day recently. And yeah, some people get... Yeah, kind of like they, a, they can do all the things. Yeah. The EMTs cannot do all the things. So. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah. Darren, that's, Darren, that's a better way to do it. Yeah. Darren Medics can do all the things. <laughs> Darren wants to know which one sucks out the snake venom. <laughs> Hopefully, neither. But, I can tell know. you this, okay, this, is, this is not shitting on EMTs, but I'm going to tell you it can't be that fucking hard because I was at a hospital once and I saw an EMT come in and it was one of my ex students and he was a fucking moron. <laughs> There you go. And, and then I'm like, someone let this guy technically save lives. And I'm like, yeah. he barely has his shit together. How is he saving? Oh, my God. He's, he's providing direct patient care to somebody somewhere. The, the moment I saw that, I was like, this can't be a hard job to get. 
They, they've got to be hard up for EMTs. We also made it a point to figure out what ambulance service he was driving for, so we knew if we never needed a call, we <laughs> they did have low standards. Don't go with them. Can I get another the, ambulance, please? The last <laughs> thing I need. I, I taught is him biology him and to be what is responsible for saving my. I, life. I had a kid uh, a couple weeks ago tell me how they. Uh, I don't even know why I need biology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you want to be? I want to be an EMT. Well, <laughs> what are you Very important. About? That's human bodies. Like that's. Yeah. It'll prove useful. I promise. Okay, so I would like to know what all you are breeding. Is it, and like, do you like regularly breed, or, or just kind of like occasional the projects? The snakes. I'm more of an occasional, oh, occasional projects at the moment. Um, next year, I'm hoping to have a bigger year. I actually didn't put anything together this year. I just had too much on my plate, too much to worry about. Um, next year, I'm hoping to uh, maybe put a pair of the black heads together. I haven't decided on that yet, um, but I am hoping to do uh, diamonds and brettles and jungle carpets next year. So. That's cool. What kind of jungles do you do? Any certain lines or? You know, I have a ridiculous number of lines. I got about 16 of them in the house right now. So, um, but I have uh, several from Martin Roseman, if you're familiar with him, Martin Moralia. Mm-hmm. Um, I have several from him. And I'm going to put some of his different lines. I'm going to do some crossbreeding and outbreeding with those next year, is my hope. Is a line so. similar to a locale? No, a line is line breeding. For no, it's a, yeah, it's just it's a line bred for a particular color, a particular phenotype, oh, or gotcha. a particular okay. pattern, or something like that. So, um, and, Jungle carpet python readers can be a little picky about their lines. It's kind of a big deal in that. <laughs> and none uh, of them look like wild jungle carpet pythons. Oh, gosh, no. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so it's like it's when you are looking for call or... No, 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 no. no so that's, so, so that's oh, two t- so totally different genes. This is because at some point, jungle carpets came in. And then uh, people realized this one looks slightly different than that one. And so they went in that direction. And this guy went slightly different than that one. And so now you have like highlighter yellow ones. And you have ones that are like white and black. And then you have ones that have uh, really clean patterns. And then you have ones that someone just put their name on it. And so now it's their line, even oh, if cool. it's the same as somebody yep. else's. Okay. Yep. Genetics uh, and morphs make my head spin. Like my thing is native snakes. So people, like yeah. if people ask me about morphs, I'm like, it's pretty. Yeah, no. Everybody's, <laughs> and it's, saying, that's what I'm going for. And it's expensive, and that's all I know. <laughs> Everybody's thought is that jungle carpets are yellow and black. I'm like, go look at a wild one. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've. I mean, the, the yellow and blacks are a really good example of what line breeding will will produce in you know over a generation or over you know 20 or 25 years. Um, you know, because you look at the yellow and black ones that are here in the hobby in the U.S. and they look nothing like what you're going to find in Australia. So mm-hmm. we've we've taken those yellows and those blacks and we've brought all of that out and everything else is kind of faded into the background. Yeah, they're so and, pretty, and, and possibly mixed. And they're gorgeous, and possibly yeah. mixed diamond python in there at some point. That's, um, I have that's a couple, one that I can never have. Yeah, the diamonds are nice. They're, they're really so that's an awesome pretty. Animal. Yeah, they're really great. I have, I have two point two of those and. They're probably still another year away from my females are probably still another year away from breeding. Uh, unfortunately, my males are ready, but the females probably got another year to go. Um, but they're so pretty, and they're really—they don't have any of the nippiness that that some of them really get a get a reputation for. They're much more handleable and docile, and they're really great display animals. And I, I, the diamonds—I I actually wish I had more of the diamonds, but they've become so expensive lately that which is I think yeah, I, heck, I kind of have what I have. That's so. a if I if I had all the money in the world, snake or yeah, I I'd wasn't. Have more diamonds. Or I wasn't married to an accountant. Just so. just own a speckled king snake. It's our version of a diamond python. I need one. I don't have one. You can get one from Jim Sargent. He's just has, he's got babies right now. <gasps> oh, the speckles. Really? Yeah. Oh my Jim's God. great, by the way. Yeah, Jim's he is so Jim wonderful. Has some really Wait, high quality that's stuff. who you got yours from. Oh, right? that's where my speckle yes. came from, and she's fucking amazing. Yes. Robert's that's... getting one from him too. 
That's Split Rock Reptiles, yeah. right? Yes. yes. His, his business card is tucked into my, my mirror in my bathroom because every time I go to an expo, I drool over his blackheads. blackheaded pythons. Yes. His Swiss um, line blackheads are fucking amazing. The Azanthic that he I don't, uh, had at the last expo that I was at, it was, I was like, may- maybe. And then I saw the price tag and I went, no. But God, it's pretty. The Xanthics are tough because I mean they yeah they're they're obviously pretty pricey right now right and uh, Jim and and Derek and Jason are probably the only guys that are probably maybe Casey Lazy I'm not sure um, but it's not a ton of guys breeding those right now so I mean they're they're going to keep that high price tag for a while too unfortunately so um, but the Xanthics oh hey are, Jeff how are, are you doing what's really up nice. friend <laughs> see I told you I liked him like I said not- what do you know I have an available home <laughs> there you go I love my speckle king. <laughs> They're they're an underappreciated snake in our hobby. Man, it's a so lot of, awesome I think that so. you have Jim's a wife examples are nice. That pushed you to buy well, that mine, snake. Mine is like solid yellow, clean belly, and super bright yellow speckles. I told him, I said, you either come pick out the one you want, or I pick out one that oh, I like. Yours is one of the most so, gorgeous ones I've ever I seen. Love that snake. It's so stunning. I told him, I said, I already paid the man for the snake, so but, you may as well go pick the one you want. But like, <laughs> we uh, we're a country where we, we're very much on like we want the exotic animals, and the, there's some of our stuff that. Is so much cooler than some of the things in other countries. The speckled king snake is on that list of things that we have. It's really cool. Now, yeah. like, we we give the respect to the indigo. That's a really cool fucking snake compared to any other snake in the country. But like, I love rubber boas, and I don't think rubber boas get enough respect in this country. They really don't. Probably not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that way about. I mean, I feel that way about a lot of native snakes in the U.S. And that's my. I mean, I like. I do keep like I keep Australian pythons. But the majority of my snakes are U.S. natives. And, I mean, they're just really cool fucking snakes. They're so underrated. And they just don't get enough appreciation. So, it's like, I love the exotic snakes. But my passion, hands down, is is U.S. native snakes. They're so cool. I think my Louisiana pine snakes are great. Like, you hold something that's that much muscle and that texture Mm -hmm. is so cool to hold. texture is what I like on those. Yeah. I'm, I love I'm, the Australian stuff, but I think there's a lot of really good. I think you're right. I think there's a lot of really good calibers out there, particularly mm-hmm. stateside, that are not getting the attention they deserve. I I used to Transpecos uh, rat snakes when I was a kid, and I kind of still wish I had some of those because I think that's. I want one. one of those too. I feel like yeah, I, I think that's another too. What's that? We have a lot of really cool lizards. And oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I don't understand why Chuck Wallace haven't caught on. Bearded dragons yeah. did. I don't either. I don't it's either. Like the American bearded so dragon. Cool. Right? It really is, yeah. and I didn't even realize. Like the first time I saw one, James was like, "Yeah, these are native to our country." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What?" Yeah, yeah and they come in colors. Like cool. they're not. The problem is, you only ever see like some boring like wild caught ones mm-hmm. at shows, but you can find reds and yellows, like bright mm-hmm. colors, and uh, it's it's our version of a Euromastix or a bearded dragon. We like, also have yeah. the desert iguana. Which is native yeah. to the United States. Um, I don't know of any breeders working with them. I know E squared exotics occasionally yeah. gets in some. Um, and I know like they're working with Chuck Wallace as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I told Elise next time they get a desert iguana in to call me because I really, really want I just, one. I just want a Gila monster. What's the little lizards that live in our front yard? Oh, uh, those are brown we've anoles. Got anoles. Those are brown anoles. Brown anoles. Yeah. There are so many of those suckers. Mm-hmm. They've grown. They've gotten bigger. I've watched In them my get bigger. They are constantly running across our little our little sidewalk between our house and our yeah, driveway. I, don't, I think those There's, are the ones that are that are invasive, right? Those are, I think those are the ones that are not. Those native. are the cute, the Cuban ones. Cuban no, brown no, anoles a, are. That's the, the, you, sure. Cuban. There's the night anoles. That's different. But little brown anoles. Those well, Cuban the, brown anoles? Well, we have some. No, no. There, there's the Cuban brown anole, and then there's the actual, like, geckos. the native anoles, which can be brown. Yeah, they no, can no, be no. green or brown. The brown anoles have the little stripe on their back. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. the green ones can get can have the stripe too. Yeah, all, all of ours are brown and olds. Yeah, I've got like seven or eight of them that are living in my front yard, and I open my front door in the morning, and they just like scatter, like they've been having a meeting of the minds on the porch. Yeah, ours do um, <laughs> I want a little. I was gonna ask Robert if he could make me a little sign that says like lizard crossing that I could put. By my front our door. problem is the little fuckers will climb up the window, and we have mm. a camera in the window, and they'll turn, they'll set our camera. Oh yeah, off. it goes off all the time. And you, and you open up the camera, and it's just an annul stuck to the glass right in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, I have a. There's a little Mediterranean house gecko that was living in my wreath on the front door, and I didn't know about it until it launched itself into my house. <laughs> I agree with Darren. Collar, collared lizards are a really pretty. Oh, one. collared lizards yeah, are so right. cool. That's, those are great too. Um, haven't haven't seen one. Too, right? so. Yeah, and haven't seen one in the wild yet. I looked the last time I was. But then there's cool native stuff that we can't have. Like I think desert tortoises and uh, yeah, Texas tortoises would be awesome. I yeah. wish I could have a Texas tortoise, but you have like the process to get a permit for one is exhausting. I just wish I wish you could breed and sell them because we're trying to replace sulcatas in the fucking hobby with mm-hmm. Texas tortoises. It would be so much better. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But anyways, there are way too many sulcatas out there. That's for sure. Way too many sulcatas. Every I, time I somebody some talks about having baby sulcatas, I'm like, but I'm like, why we've got, there's a tortoise rescue in, um, here in Pearland, uh, lonesome, lonesome tortoise rescue. And then there's also central Texas tortoise rescue, which is out in like Austin, like between Austin and San Antonio. And the majority, yeah, uh, the majority of, because yeah, the one ma- of our local firefighters, it's mm-hmm. his mom that runs that center. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Well, the majority yeah. of the tortoises that they get in are also cottas. Um, if I had the space, I mean, technically, I guess I could have the space for one, but I don't really want to reinforce my fence. But I didn't surprised reinforce you mine. Didn't bring in your what? Bring up the terrapins. Oh, we already talked about that last week. Oh, yeah. But old. that's old news. Not that I would know because I mean, Diamondback the, Terrapins the episode hasn't been posted. The number one. You know what? If you watched it live, Turtle you would know. I, would like I was have. busy. Learn to watch this thing live. Like all five people that are watching it right now. I was busy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I got to go print more stickers. Well, cut out more I little you got to cut the more, more stickers out. And then find someone to take them to NARBC for me because I'm not going to NARBC. But uh, I'm talking about supporting the hobby. That's another good way to support the hobby too. I'm talking about Chris. Yeah. So. Somebody that's in the hobby, so help out that. Somebody, if you bashing. haven't done that yet, that's a good, that's a good, worthwhile venture. So if you are at NARBC, find Corey Martin, yep. and get you a sticker, and know that I've touched it. I've touched oh Chris, my God. <laughs> little five-inch Chris. <laughs> what? I don't understand. We're talking about stickers. What are you? Well, I don't. What's wrong, Michael? If people want to get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> How would they go about doing that? Really, I just do the I do uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can look up, you know, uh, Michael Taylor, but you'll find several of them. I was there. gonna say there's kind of, like five thousand Michael Taylors on uh, Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah. <laughs> if they want to get less than a curse, so sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes not. So. If they want to get more information about the event, where can they find that? Uh, TexasDarkerFest.com. Uh, we do have a Facebook page and we also have an Instagram page, so I encourage people to check that out. Um, and please come on out and take a look, man. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be, if you're in the reptile community, it's going to be a nice way to meet people face-to-face, meet nice people to hang out and have a good time. Nobody's hawking anything or selling anything. You know, we're going to have to sell an auction, try to generate some funds at USR, and you're going to get a chance to see Ari's new zoo. So, Yeah, and, and don't... Out. 
don't be afraid to come. I, I, a lot of new people in the hobby are afraid to talk to other people in the hobby. I ain't afraid to talk to nobody. No, I know that. But a lot of, <laughs> a lot of newer people will be afraid to talk to even, and it's weird, even like myself or you or Robert, because we have a podcast, I promise we're not famous and we're not any, like we're not. Like, but they'll hear names but in the hobby and they'll treat those people. Normal is a setting on the dryer. Let's just move on. <laughs> but, but they'll hear those names in the hobby, the big names in the hobby, and then they'll think that they're they're unapproachable. You know what's funny is I, when we when we went to the last carpet fest. Y'all keep interrupting Michael, and it's okay. very rude. <laughs> no, I, just, I mean I'm just gonna say I'm, I mean I'm biased with the Morelia community. You mentioned it a little bit earlier too, but I think I think there's enough people in the Morelia community, particularly Owen and. Uh, uh, Owen and Eric and, you know, Scott Borden and Brandon Wheeler and so many other people out there that are really approachable. And if you, if you just reach out and talk to those guys, they'll answer your questions. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I, I, but I think you're right. I think that people sometimes get intimidated and they're like, oh, well, I don't want to ask. I don't want to look like a dummy. I don't want to look like a whatever. Um, but, I, I, you know, I think in the Morelia community particularly, I think if you if you reach out and ask questions, there, there's somebody out there that will help you out. So I always tell people, like, I mean, every single one of us was new to this hobby at one point. Right. There was a time where we didn't know shit. <laughs> we didn't just wake up knowing James what we like, do. <laughs> no, I've, known, I've always known everything. You know, and I, I think it's easy to get intimidated because you got so many people on social media that have you know done a really good job of bringing a, a bad name to the hobby in some well, ways. It's not even that. It's so there's so many people that uh, don't understand how small our hobby really is. Mm-hmm. That like when they hear these big names, they're not fucking big names. Like they're big names yeah. to us in the hobby. But like within a niche of a niche, yeah, right. You know, like within the niche of reptile keepers, and then within the niche of whatever they're breeding, right. Bob Vu, so, is, Bob Vu is not famous worldwide. Yeah, he's no. famous in the reptile hobby. You know, right. uh, Justin Kabilka is famous in the reptile hobby, mm-hmm. right? You can talk. I mean, uh, oh, why my brain just go blank? Oh, it'll come back to me later. But anyways, all these names you hear on podcasts or all these social media things. They're just people like, and if, if they come to an event like Carpet Fest, they're there to hang out and, and talk to people. They're there to be normal. You know, I watch, I watch, so I watch people when they go up to like Ed and Emily from Snake Discovery. Oh, Ed and Emily her. are just people. They're two people, yeah. but you'll see people go up to them and, and, and they think of them as like these big famous people. I'm like, I've gone to eat dinner with them. They're just so people. It's funny you brought that up. So I, in my classroom, I have a bunch of random pictures hanging up and Last year, I started a zoology club at our school, and we have a picture of our daughter with Emily. She was at a Conroe show. We had just met them in Tinley. We ate dinner with them and the group of people that all went to dinner together. And I had sat next to her at the table, and we were just chit-chatting. Um, so when we saw them in Conroe, she remembered me, and I was like, oh, my daughter watches your show. She's like, let's take a picture. And I was like, you're at the expo. Like, you go do your thing. We don't have to take a picture with my kid. She's like, no, no, no. Let's do this. So we took a picture printed out heading in the wall i had students lose their mind <laughs> when they saw her picture on my wall they're like your daughter got to meet and i'm like yeah emily's really cool we ate dinner together you ate dinner like lose their freaking mind these and like oh my gosh like i've seen adults flip out like that too but like these kids these nine-year-olds lost their shit it was hilarious and i'm like y'all She's a person. Yeah. She's a normal person. They're like, but they're they're famous. Well, like, so I'll say the name I think earlier that was, is Nick Mutton. So Nick Mutton, if you're a carpet person, is all over everything. If you say two words, Nick Mutton, he'll talk to you for three hours. Like, (laughs) try getting on the phone with him. Try getting off the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude will talk forever. Like he's not, yeah, 
He's not. A, and you think he's a. And that's a good. He's a good example, right? Because you think he's a big deal, right? Because he literally wrote the book, right? Yeah. Him and Justin wrote the book. You know, but you know, like I've purchased a couple animals from him, and you call him, and he's like, "Well, just give me a call." And then, like an hour later, you're going, "Okay, well, you know," because <laughs> you're still talking to him. You know, and he's he's just he's really generous with his time, and I I, I think yeah, I should have mentioned him earlier, but I think you'll find a lot of people like that in the carpet community, and part of it. I feel like we get hung up on some of the knuckleheads on YouTube and, and mm-hmm. you know, that are bringing a bad name to the hobby. To me, part of Carpet Fest is trying to bring people together and maybe focus on some of the good. See, and then I feel bad because I'm like, what if James introduces me to somebody and I should know who this person is and I really don't have a clue. And like at the last Carpet but Fest, they're not like, famous. No, 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 no. But yeah. like you've talked about them or you listen to their podcast or you've mentioned a project and I'm like, I just don't pay attention. So I don't remember. Like I don't let that mm-hmm. stuff take up space in my brain because there's too many other things going on right now. Like we, when we were at the last Carpet Fest, we, I don't even remember who it was, but we talked to somebody and they walked away and I'm like, their voice sounds really familiar. And you're like, it's because that's the podcast we listen to when we're driving back and forth between Herp shows. Was it Justin? It may have been Justin, actually. It's probably Justin. Now I'm going to feel really bad. Who we hung out with for a long part of the night? We're friends on Facebook, and now I feel really bad because I think it was Justin. But, like, sorry, Justin. Probably Justin Rowan because I have pretty distinct voices. But, yeah, yeah, I'm like, this voice sounds familiar. Why do I know this voice? And James is like, we literally listen to their show every freaking week. And I'm like, that's what cracks up is is how people. That's who I fall asleep to in the car. Gotcha. Like, because that's. I'm like, he has a very soothing voice. I fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. What's a crack up is when people talk to Chris, like Chris is famous. I'm like, really? It's just a fat dude now with one leg. And I'm like, I picked him up from the airport. But does that make me famous by association? Listen, don't feel bad. I'm I'm terrible with names. Oh, I, I'm I really am. But it's it's just uh like I said, go go to this thing. Just like I say, go to every show you can, go to anything where you can be social. And just talk to people because people want to talk about reptiles. If they're there, they want to talk about reptiles. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think most of you meet in your daily life, you start talking about reptiles, and it takes about thirty seconds for their eyes to glaze over and for them to wander yes. off into another to, to something else. Like, how long is he going to go on talking about his snake collection? That's why this is people, place where you come and talk. You can talk all day. Know? These are the people that want to hear about your snake collection. They want to hear about what you're breeding. They want to hear about your what decor purchase you put. Just in don't. You're going to be with your people. Don't bring. Don't bring animal. your animal. Yeah. Yes, please don't. don't bring your animal. Ari's got plenty of cool animals to look at. Please leave your stuff at home. Yeah. It's always weird switching gears between my reptile friends and my non-reptile friends. Yeah. And anytime non-reptile people ask me about snakes, my first response is, okay, how interested are you in the answer? <laughs> because we will be here a while. Yeah. yeah. You want the one minute answer? Or yeah. Do you want the cliff notes or do you yeah, want the I answer? mean, somebody yeah. asked me one time, like, why do you like snakes so much? And I'm like, why not? Not <laughs> really the question you want to lead with. <laughs> Simple answer. How much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're in the area, if you're not in the area, make a trip down, come to it. It's it's worth it to just come see Reptilandia. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen For the sure. pictures and I know it's worth that. It's so cool. And then on top of that, you have the big event where you can hang out with everybody and get to meet people. Uh I will hopefully be there and I am I'll I'll sign autographs. It's cool. I mean, <laughs> Uh, James, we can set you up a little table or something if you want. You do, do stickers and autographs. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> I have to live with this ego. Like I said, it's very weird when we're at a show and someone goes, "I listen to you," and I'm like, Th- "Thanks." 
And okay. Then and then I'm like, I think back to myself, what is wrong with that person? Why the fuck do they listen to me? So that is 100% what I think of when people tell me. They're like, oh, yeah, we listen to you on the podcast. I'm like, why? Do you have nothing better to do with your time? Like, we are the most spastic people to listen to. But that's what they want. They're like, you're personable. I guess. You guys are personal and your podcast is different. And you guys probably hear this all the time. But your, your podcast is different from the other because it's a little less of a format. It's a little less of a, we're going to do A, B, C, D, and E. And yeah, it's, a, it's not it's a structured. It's a little less structured, I guess, if you will. Um, so, yeah, no, I listen to you guys a lot. And I listen to the NPR guys. I listen to THN guys. Um, there's actually a lot of cool podcasts out there. And if you're, you know, when you're cleaning your cages or something, that's great to have on in the background. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel bad because I've said this before, since I started a podcast, I listened to less podcasts. So I don't listen to Eric and Owen as much anymore, as much as I would like to. I don't get to listen to Jacob and Chris. Or I was sorry, it's not Chris. Uh, although he is on there every now and then too. With that being said, though, since we've moved to Texas, we are a lot busier. And, and we don't have long car drives we don't have anymore. The, we used to take three to four hour car rides. From Louisiana to everything in Texas. And okay. we don't have those car rides anymore. That's when you listen to your podcasts. Because you yeah. listen to them on like one and a half speed. So you get through them fast. Yes, I do. And take a three, four hour car ride to uh, Johnson City. That's right. Yes. So. Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, I will be there. Danny will be there. We'll I will be hopefully the, be there. We'll be the ones with the expert RBF but we're actually really friendly, so. Other resting, okay, yeah. Unless your name is James, but I'm super friendly, so friendly. I'll sign autographs. Oh my god, five dollars autograph, but still, I'll sign them. <laughs> Come up, say hi. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna try and get Robert there. Robert, I know wants to see Replandia, so I'm hoping I can get him there. And I um, think he said he was fifty-fifty. Is he? Is there anything we can do to get him over the hump? Uh, well, he didn't tell me that he was fifty-fifty. He's the one that brought up sharing an Airbnb. Well, I think that's uh, that definitely <laughs> plays into the option of whether or not he's going to go. Money, money always plays a big role in for any of us. Sure. Any to of go, us so yeah. yeah, and a lot of us don't know that our money situation until it gets here. Unfortunately, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I want to try and be there. That's my hardest. And if it's only me, then it's way cheaper. It might be there me too. Go. But what are you going to do with our kid? My parents will be here. Then why are you staying here at all? Because I feel like I should go. Okay, but she's like twelve. Like that's like the legal age where she can stay home by herself, right? <laughs> I can't leave. Gen X, it was like six. I don't know. I, okay. I, I don't know. I used to, like, walk, what I used to walk home. <laughs> I mean, I leave her here when I go to the grocery so. store because the, the dog will scare off people. But Holy I can't fuck. leave. Her I think about that now. That would have been like six years old. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That I walked home alone, stayed home for like two hours waiting for yeah. parents to get yeah, you there. Let yourself yep. in. Made my own food. I mean, I made like bagels. She'll be fine. Pizza bagels. She'll be all right. Damn. Oh my god. We did the same thing. Yeah. We turned out okay. Six, seven years old, you had your own house key. Yeah. You knew how to make food for yourself. Absolutely. Ate so many mayonnaise sandwiches. That is Ew. so <laughs> Our child face. E- you can't criticize my mint chocolate chip if you're what? eating mayonnaise sandwiches. Come on now. That's so I'll still gross. eat a mayonnaise sandwich. I don't give a shit what anybody says. But it was easy to make. I mean, I, I we make pizza like pizza bagels. Like before bagel bites. I actually like you bought had a bagels. Toaster oven, didn't you? I had a toaster oven. That's awesome. And I was allowed to use the toaster oven, and I had pizza, I had bagels, and pizza sauce, and pepperonis, and cheese, and I make my own pizza bagels. Or mayonnaise sandwiches. God, James. I could go for a mayonnaise sandwich, I'm not going to lie. Or you can bring her, oh, but I don't know how many kids God. will be there, so I know there'll be a few. Oh, no, oh, I'm not no. bringing my kid. This I want to have fun. Child okay, well, all right, then. My bad. Talking about you. You can stare at me all you want, kid. Talking about you. Nope, be quiet. You're not on the podcast. 
All righty. Uh, so go check out that. Uh, Megan, if you want to get a hold of you, how can I get a hold of you? Uh, Lone Star Snakes on Facebook, also Instagram, but I only post on there like once every four months. What a loser. So I don't uh, even have an Instagram. So if you want to get a hold of I'm us, an old lady. It is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to me. I've got some boas for sale. If anybody wants to buy some boas, because I can use some money. Uh, you can check me out on Simply Serpents on Facebook and Simply Ser- Simply underscore Serpents, I think. On, or maybe that's my login. Anyways, Simply Serpents on, uh, <laughs> on uh, Morph Market, too. <laughs> and then I'll have some Mexican rosy boas at some point. As soon as I posted pictures of my Mexican rosy boa babies, and like, I immediately got three messages. Are these for sale? I'm like, dude, I just said they were just born. I haven't thought like, that far. Literally, they were only like 12 hours old. When I was like, but picture. immediately, like, will you sell them? And then one person who I know contacted me, and I knew the moment they contacted me for sale, I'm like, this is a waste of a conversation because I'm not going to be selling them to you the price you want. Okay, that was kind of me, though, with, um, what's his name? Michael. With Michael. P- Pythons in a pear three. Yeah. Pear three. Pear three. Pear three. Yeah. Pear, pear pear three. three. I'm tired. That's another one, though. That's another one. Michael <laughs> he Pinnell. He was so excited. That you were getting that snake though, because he knows how much oh. you appreciate that species. But, I saw well, and I saw it, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't know like how popular, like because you can't find them. Like, there's not even any on Morph Market. He's yeah. the only breeder I know them. working with them. So when I saw him, What's I just it? like I it's jumped on it. Snake. snake, and I'm like, are they? I'm okay. like, are, are they available? When will they be available? Like, is there a wait list? I'm like, give it to me. So Pinnell's <laughs> another one. So if you ever listen to NPR. For forever, you always have an impen carpet python. Like, yeah, yep. and it's that line, is and it's on there. And so they, everybody does that. And the first time, I think maybe the second time I've been to the show for Herps, I looked on the the vendor map and I saw that I was right next to pythons in a pear tree. I was like, oh shit, I know that one. And then I met him. I was like, well, that's just Michael. I'm like, that's not the fuck. That's I, not, I not, think not, my male, I love him so much. I think my male children's python is from him. It was a rehome, mm-hmm. but based on the information they gave me, I'm Probably. pretty sure he, he that's doesn't. where he came from. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of really cool stuff. I don't know if he's, I think he's going to uh, follow his social media and he posted what he was bringing to NARBC. I'll say he'll he's got be a, there this weekend. He's posted. He's got albino Mexican black kings. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wait, what? Yeah. Albino <gasps> Mexican black kings. I didn't even know that was a thing, but yeah. it's on his list of stuff to bring. So oh my he's God. got a lot of really cool stuff. Dwarf berms and uh, obviously he's well known for the impen stuff. And, oh, yeah, I'm, cool but it's stuff. funny. He's well known for the impen stuff and he has none of that shit. Not, not anymore. Any well, not much anymore. Yeah. Everything yeah. else. I'm like, dude, your name was attached to these. Yeah, I don't have any yep. really. I like, uh, <laughs> I'm obsessed with my glossy snake. She's freaking gorgeous. Listening to him talk about how he got the snakes, I kind of sort of remember the story he told me because there was a lot going on that weekend at the show. But he was getting as excited telling me how he got the snakes as you were telling me about how you were getting the snake. And oh, I'm like, this is, next this is expo, this next expo, he and I will be chatting because I need great. to know. But that's Pinnell. Like, he's got a, a decent name in the hobby and he's just a dude and he'll talk to you forever about snakes if you want to or anything else. You want or to talk anything about. else. I was going to say, we have lots of conversations that are not anywhere near reptile related. So, all right. Uh, so, yeah, check us all out. Uh, check out VivTech products. Use code GUMBO22 to save 15% on your LED UV bulbs. Uh, check out LS Reptile Racks. Get a hold of Robert. Get you a rack cage, signs, any of that stuff. Check out uh, Little Shop of Horrors for your feeder needs, especially if you are in the Central Texas area or San Antonio, South Texas, any of that. Check him out. Um, Michael, stick around for you, a minute. If you want, okay. if anybody needs stickers, shoot me a message. I'll make you stickers. For, I mean, he'll for, be a carpet fist to autograph him. I'll be hundred oh percent. <laughs> I'll bring my. I'll even bring my okay, own Michael, marker. Michael, you're not invited back. <laughs> bring my own marker. 
So, uh, yeah, Michael, hang around. Everybody else, we'll see y'all in two weeks. And then next week is not a live show. So It'll be October. Don't remind It'll me. It'll still be 95 degrees. Gosh. All right. Good night. <laughs>